But I can't leave them. I can't. Yes. Go. You live. Go. You stay. We belong dead. Harlequin, said the TikTok man, and welcome to episode nine. That's correct. Uh, we Belong Dead, as far as we know, Lynchburg's only horror-based podcast, because everyone else is scared to challenge us, or even email us. <laughs> uh, Explains a lot, actually. <laughs> it does. Uh, as always, I'm Lono, joined by my uh, still-bearded co-host, Ma'am. Ian. Yep. It is Ian, right? It is. Okay. Ma'am. One day I'll get that right. You'd think nine episodes in, I would know. You would think. Uh, Jake is not with us. No. Though I will say it was adorable watching him smoke weed last week. Because <laughs> 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 It hit me like a guy who's been in captivity without weed for a long time. Yeah. And he kept kind of shyly looking at me and pointing to the bowl like, can I have another hit? <laughs> you have another hit, buddy. <laughs> Give him a little pat on the head. It's <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> uh, this week we are fully prepared. Uh, jam-packed, start to finish. Uh, Ian has put this show together for you. <laughs> uh, the likes of which has not, have not been seen in eight episodes. It's true. So what's up first? I mean, you're the, you, you just have at it. Let's go. Let's dive right in. Well, you know, I would um, just <laughs> give you a heads up of what's coming up on the show, but I still don't have a rundown. So I'm waiting for you to give me a new printer. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, crowdfund it. <laughs> we should because <laughs> the rundowns are great because you feel professional. Those first few episodes, I felt so professional oh, because yeah. we had printed out rundowns. And then the, the fourth episode, or fifth, somewhere around there, I, I put together a rundown, and then my printer stopped working. Yes. And it just wasn't as fun. <laughs> I mean, if you had real dedication, you'd uh, write it out by hand. You know what? You're right. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're back. Hey. With handwritten calligraphy. Yeah, I've unleashed my bugs on you. <laughs> That's well, fine, because last week I had one who just, like, set up shop on my mic the entire <laughs> episode. He's my little buddy. That's true. Uh, scares the Care, guys. Go to it. Go to it. It's the second convention, uh, or the second year of their convention. Uh, Joe Ripple, the guy that runs the thing, is just amazing. It's like he can read my mind. Last week I was I was sitting there thinking... Look, for for horror conventions, I'm used to going up the night before mm-hmm. uh, and just hanging out at the bar, and there's usually 10 or 15 people there early for the convention. 
that I've gotten to know. It's just kind of a fun catching up, sure. getting drunk. And then that way you can wake up right from the... Co- oh, soup's, there you go. soup's ready. Uh, <laughs> soup's ready? I set a timer for my soups. <laughs> um, anyway, so this year, you know, because of uh, financial restrictions and uh, just just because, we decided we were going up on Friday, which is the first day of the con. Yeah. Which is fine. I just, I, I, I'm not a, an early riser driver uh, by nature. <laughs> I love late night driving. Um, so I was thinking like, man, because check-in's not till like four. The, the con starts like at three. <laughs> like, yeah. how are we going to handle all this? I'm having this inner struggle in my head and in pops Joe Ripple on the Scares the Care board saying, hey guys. For those of you coming in on Friday, I'm trying to figure out a way for them to offer a early check-in. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Which I'm guessing would be like noon, one. Probably. Something like that, which would be great. Yeah. Which would be perfect. So, yeah, he's a good guy. Scares the care. Uh, they do great things. They help people that, that are having hard times, and they do it through um, the love of horror, which if you're listening to this, uh, I'm sure you share. With us, it's in Williamsburg. Uh, starts on July 24th. It goes through that Sunday. There are a couple of rooms still available, I think, for a couple of the days. Uh, if you live in the Virginia area, even if you want to come out for a day, do it. Uh, track us down. We're going to be there Friday through Sunday, and we're going to be um, recording some check-in podcasts, and it's uh, going to be a really good time. Who are you looking most forward to meeting in the celebrity room? Oh, it's not even really a question for me. It's uh, David Naughton. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's just where you're going to be all weekend. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to be at like, David Naughton's booth. I'll just see if I can be like his personal security. Like just, just hang out by his table all the time. That's not a bad time. idea. Yeah. That's not a bad idea at all. Yeah. Uh, Sid Haig. Sid Haig is pretty high there. up. Yeah. Uh, Ken Faree. Have you met Ken? I have not. He's very loud. Yeah. <laughs> In a good way. Sure. He's hilarious. Um, Everybody's going to be there that I've met before is really cool. Like, um, there are no Chris Sarandons or Michael Beans in the mix. Uh, are, are they notorious? Kind of known as bad apples at, oh. at cons. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, Tiffany Shepis is way up there. That's true. Man, uh, Billy Drago. Yeah, is up there. Billy Drago, Sid, and David Naughton are probably my top three. Yeah. Man. Uh, also, for me. Um, I can't remember his name. Larry Drake is uh, kind of up there for me. Yeah, Doctor Giggles was kind of a big oh, deal. Oh yeah, to me. Fuck, I keep forgetting he's so was be Dark there. Man. Dark Man was a big deal too. Yeah. And Dark Knight of the Scarecrow is is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's going to be a good time. There are a bunch of seminars going on that week. There's like film festivals. You get to meet and hang out with um, independent filmmakers. If you're of that ilk, uh, last year I met a great guy. Up there, did a short film called The Stall that was a uh, Lovecraft-inspired short. I've since gotten to know him very well. He's given me some great uh, tips and tricks for short films. It's it's great for hobnobbing if you just want to meet up with some cool, like-minded horror people. Sure. Uh, Head up there. It's in Williamsburg at the Hilton. Yep. And uh, check out Scares the Care on Facebook for all the information that's coming up in July. Harley Poe are still pumping out their Seven Inches of Hell. It's going to end at some point, I promise. <laughs> um, for like a hundred bucks, you can get this crazy awesome bundle on uh, horrorhoundrecords.com if you have that kind of cash to throw around. Uh, it's well worth it. Um, 
I think they're doing yeah seven 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 inches um, of new material and re-recorded old material on the B side. That is all, that's the only way you're going to be able to get it. They're not going to release this stuff on a CD. They're not going to release it uh, digitally. It's it's this is the only way to get it. Which I think I've said before is super ballsy, yeah. but also super fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More ballsy, I think. Yeah. Because I would love to just go to iTunes and fucking get sure. it, you know? But anyway, uh, they're still plugging away and doing great shit. In fact, uh, Joe Whiteford from Harley Post just recently sent me uh, a care package of some cool stickers and uh, the Joe Whiteford songbook that has like a dozen or so, 20 or so of his favorite songs transcribed with the chords so i'm going to try to learn a couple of them there and you maybe, go. uh maybe for a song one of these weeks perform a little uh, hey acoustic version of uh maria or uh <laughs> transvestites can be cannibals too oh that's a good um one. but yeah just support the fuck out of harley poe because they're, they're 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 the best thing going for horror rock fans right now uh in my opinion uh all that's out of the way uh, this week, we, we skipped over Guillermo del Toro last week because of time constraints uh, going over all the Friday the 13th films. Because someone wouldn't shut the fuck up, <laughs> Jake. <sighs> so true. Uh, get a little weed in that guy. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> Gets all frisky. So I'm happy to report that uh, Guillermo has agreed to let us go ahead and critique his <laughs> his filmography uh, yeah. this week. So you got that looking to look forward to. Uh, we picked a couple of great songs for you. Um not just mine this week is great. Uh, mine and Ian's uh, <sighs> songs are great. Uh, there's that. Burt Reynolds makes first ever appearance at Comic-Con event. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a headline that caught my eye. What, was he at the uh, the Archer booth or something? Pretty sure that's the only thing he's done I don't know. Comic-Con I don't, worthy for a long time. I don't know that I really care enough to read all of it. <laughs> Uh, we're going to recast the second in a trilogy of uh, Clive Barker films that we're going to recast. Yep. Uh, last week it was Hellraiser, which I was ill-prepared for. <laughs> this week it is Lord of Illusions, which I am overly prepared for. Right. And next week it will be the oft-mentioned Nightbreed. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll finally put that one to bed and you won't have to hear us go on and on and on about how great it is. Uh, but first up, there's a little bit of news that you've been sending me throughout the week and that you yeah. told me today. Yeah. Um, we'll save the uh, the one that we were talking about. Okay. Until, because uh, it ties in with the song that I'm going to toss to. Okay. So we'll do that one last, but w- what else do you have over there on your little, on your, uh, what is that, a Galaxy? No. What is that? It's an iPhone. Is that an iPhone? Yeah. You got yeah. one of those iPhones? I do have one of those iPhones. Uh, first thing I've got, um, have you heard about this movie, Maggie? I just recently, uh, Ben, uh, my best friend and co-host of Dispatches from the Weird, uh, was telling me that he has heard amazing things. This is the movie with Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's told me he's heard amazing things about it. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. So I said, you know, what's it about? He told me, and I have no interest. Really? I hate Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I'm not a, like a fanboy or anything. Like even as a kid, I wasn't a big action movie fan. Okay. So like Stallone, like my favorite Stallone movie is probably uh, Tango and Cash. Yeah. Um, my favorite Schwarzenegger movie is probably Last Action Hero. Okay. Like it's shit that you're not supposed to like. Right. Um, I never was a Terminator guy. I never was a really. I mean, Predator's okay, but 
I just yeah. And his comedy Predator shit, like, is okay. Okay. Yeah. Actually, you Richie. know what? Predators is the shit. Predators is fucking awesome. I love that movie. Um, but yeah, I just never he never caught me like he did most kids. Yeah, you know. Um, Funny story, Predators, uh, the character that uh, Lawrence Fishburne plays, uh-huh. was originally slated to be played by Schwarzenegger. As his character from Predator? Yeah. Okay. In that like crazy-ass like talking-to-himself role. Okay. Which I think would have been really interesting hmm. to see him finally get dispatched. I think I've just been inundated with Schwarzenegger so much that I just got no fucking time for it. Yeah. But I've heard great things, and 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 Ben says that, like his daughter turns into a zombie, and he tries to protect her. Yeah, basically, it's um, like I, I hate to even say zombie apocalypse. Like I don't think it's like that scale. Like uh-huh. I think there's like an outbreak that's been more or less contained. We're gonna, I'm going to try out something here. Okay. I'm going to try out having a little music in the background. Okay. I keep thinking this every every week, but then I start thinking, well, maybe that's one of the things that like differentiates us from the other podcasts that I do is that we don't have any music in the background. Sure. Um, but it just feels very still when neither of us is talking. Well, it's just because uh, we're used to hearing the uh, washer and dryer. Now that's turned off. So that's it just seems you very might quiet. be right. Uh, I'm, I'll eventually put together a playlist, but for now it's just going to be uh, background stuff that you won't even really notice. So okay. for now I'm going to go with just um, Harley Poe. There you go. Um, but yeah, so, uh, it sounds a little, like, feels a little better with like a little bed of sure. behind this. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Okay. Um, oh, I haven't gotten high yet. No, oh, God. <laughs> Heavens. <laughs> it's uh, been minutes. Um, so okay, yeah. Schwarzenegger plays a farmer, uh, who has a daughter and the, I guess the I'm wife, already out. Right. Schwarzenegger plays a farmer. Yeah. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and apparently he's, like, very quiet and reserved and uh, not Schwarzenegger's usual performances. Apparently, like, his performance is the best part of this movie. Really? Yeah. I mean, prove me wrong, Maggie. Yeah. I- I'll watch it. And Abigail Breslin plays his daughter. I know that name. Yeah, you do. Um, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head, which I know you're not a big fan of, but she's the little sister in Zombieland. She did that song Wrecking Ball? <laughs> no. Oh. She did not. Oh, the little... Yeah, okay, I remember. The girl from Little yeah, Miss yeah, Sunshine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, that's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just... Yeah, Zombieland. Yeah, she's also, like, super hot now. I still feel very <laughs> offended by Zombieland. <laughs> um, but, yeah, everything I've read is, like, this movie is fantastic. Oh, is she really hot now? Yeah, she is. I just caught that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I uh, like hot girls. Yeah, hot girls are fun. I come for them. <laughs> It's true. And my hot isn't necessarily everybody else's hot. It's true. So let's just keep that in mind. Yeah. When we're pointing the misogyny finger <laughs> at old Uncle Lono. Yeah. I mean, you can point it at me, but, you know, that's fine. Your uh, you're, you're, uh, better half got a haircut. She did. I saw that picture yeah. on Facebook. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah, it looks good. Yeah. She's, she's a good-looking lady. She is a good-looking lady. You're a lucky man. I am a lucky man. Jesus fucking Christ. Attack. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the listeners. Harris. <laughs> I did a thing. <laughs> uh, Richie has trained stink bugs down here <laughs> that on command will attack my face they and or microphone. They do only be attacking you. I'm yeah. not sure why. Um, gee, motherfucker. 
Just land somewhere, you cocksucker. Yeah. All right, we're good for a couple minutes. Wow. So, yeah, Maggie should be good. Yeah, where did this movie come from? Like, it just popped up, it seems like. I haven't seen uh, anything about it. Yeah. Um, I'll pull it up real quick. I have some more of these uh, Cape Cod Kettle Cooked Potato Chips Sweet Red Chili flavor. Uh, directed by Henry Hobson. I don't know if he's a name yet. I'm, I feel like he will be after this. Um, I mean, in, uh, on Joe Blow, whose reviews I typically tend to trust, uh, I mean, they gave it an 8 out of 10. Wow. Um, so I'm, I'll check it out. Wow, so it's right up there with um, <laughs> Jason Goes to Hell, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Jason X, even. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't love Jason X. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got caught up in the Harley Poe playing in the background. <laughs> we should not have music playing in the background for this it's podcast. It's distracting. Um, okay, so we got that. Yeah. And then, uh, have you heard of this movie called Bone Tomahawk? No, you, but I did see the link. I yeah. love the poster. The poster yeah. is amazing. Yeah, uh, basically it's like a uh, blending of sci-fi, uh, not sci-fi, horror and uh, western, which I'm for. we've seen before and have gotten mixed results, but when it works, it's pretty fucking awesome. Um, what are some examples? Because I'm having a hard time. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I know there was that Chris Kattan movie, <laughs> Dead or Alive. Yeah. Or Undead or Alive. Yeah, there was that. Yeah. Um, I just dig twists on western on the western genre in general, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, or just really good westerns like um, uh, the Proposition with Guy Pierce. Mm. You've seen that one, written by Nick Cave. That's right. I always forget about that. It's mm-hmm. a fucking fantastic movie. Um, also with um, another one of my favorite slimy actors, uh, Danny Houston. Yes. Yeah, I love that guy. Oh, yeah, he's really good. Um, but yeah, uh, Bone Tomahawk, starring uh, the great, most badass uh, Kurt Russell. Um, basically, uh, I'll give you just a scan of the synopsis here. Uh, Bone Tomahawk follows an outlaw who unknowingly leads a band a band of cannibalistic troglodytes into the peaceful western town of Bright Hope. Uh, when the monsters kidnap several settlers, including a rancher's wife. A small rescue party consisting of the injured rancher, the sheriff, his aging deputy, and a strong-willed gunslinger journey into hell to try and rescue them. They soon find themselves in a dark, unknown territory where savage inbreeds armed with ultimate weapon, with the ultimate weapon, leave no hope for survival. So, so it sounds a lot like Event Horizon. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I mean, all you have to say is Kurt Russell to me. Yeah. And I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. That guy's never let me down. And it's got the guy, um, I just had an article, I can't remember his name. The guy from, um... Abigail Breslin? Is yep. that her name? Yep. Uh, the guy who played the owl guy in, uh, Watchmen. Uh, Patrick Wilson. Oh, Night Owl. Night Owl, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um... I like him. Yeah, me yeah. too. I like him and I like the guy that played Hollis, the original Night Owl. Um, Stephen McCaddy. yeah. He yeah. really proved himself to me with uh, Pontypool. Yeah. He's amazing in that movie. And he was great in uh, Shoot 'em Up. 
Yes, he was. I fucking love that movie. That is a great movie. I not horror, but a great movie. No, and that's a, that's a movie where, like, I feel like it should be a guilty pleasure, but fuck it, it isn't. It's just really good. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't feel a lot of guilt here on Paul, the Paul Giamatti. Yeah, well. <laughs> that fucking Bugs Bunny shtick they had going on is fucking amazing. This is great. And Monica Belushi. Yeah. Who I'm, I will. I'm, that's, I'm watching that movie after the podcast yeah, tonight. Yeah. You've done it. Yeah. I may have to watch that tomorrow, actually. <laughs> you won. Yeah. Right? Um, Monica Belushi. Brotherhood of the Wolf. Don't hey, hate. That's the, a good movie. In the 30 of. Days of Halloween that we did in January... Yeah, <laughs> uh, what was the 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 werewolf movie that you were telling me with about? With Mario Van Peebles, terrible. Yeah, uh, full eclipse. I gotta look that up. Yeah, you do. Actually, I still need to watch Late Phases. I still haven't watched. Really? It. Yeah, you should probably get on that. Late Phases, uh, the Babadook. I still haven't watched that either. I should have watched it for Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I gotta get on it. But I'm watching Shoot 'Em Up tonight, so yeah. <laughs> There's that. And then I only have one more article that we're going to talk about later. Oh, so. oh, this, I thought you had more. I just had three. You're the guy that, that does this stuff. Well, what can we talk about? What do you want to talk? What have you watched anything? This week? I really haven't. I've I've been like I've been so. Have you thought fucking, about watching? I have thought thing? about. Okay, yeah. well, let's work on that. Yeah. Um, I've been. Uh, just ridiculously swamped with work and so exhausted that when I come home I don't want to like invest in a movie right like I'll just put on like an old Simpsons DVD or something and fall asleep to it you know um but uh I did I did start rewatching for the god knows how many time uh Hot Fuzz today. Uh, and following that I'll of course have to watch god, the feature length documentary which I haven't seen before Fuzzball Rally yeah that has it's own commentary track that's fucking awesome yeah it's great have you uh, have you watched Hot Fuzz with the Quentin Tarantino commentary? No, it's worth it. Yeah, uh, it's insanely pretentious. Oh yeah, it's he and Edgar, <laughs> and all they do is talk about all the like trying to out director no each other. Well, it's just like let's talk about all the movies that no one's ever heard of that influenced this movie. Right. It's which, great, which, which I know most of the movies, so I loved it. Oh, but. I was going to say, so like most of the people listening to it are like, wow, these guys are really smart. I haven't heard of these movies before. They could be talking right out of their assholes. It's true. And we wouldn't could. know. I mean, they make a bunch of Michael Winter jokes that I'm like, ah, like, I get it. But right. Like, I started thinking, like, anyone else I know is not going to know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably one of those. It's fine. Well, that just means you have a life. <laughs> I'm a movie buff with I a don't. social life at the same time. Right. Yeah? Okay. I mean, that's the happy medium. That's what every film geek really wants. I mean, right. deep in my heart, that's what I want. Right. But I'm I'm stuck as a slave to the Blu-ray player <laughs> and fucking, you know, researching what influenced W.C. Fields to fucking, ugh, it's a nightmare. Watching Harlan Hold, Hill. Go home tonight and kiss your girlfriend, Ian. <laughs> I will. I will. You hold her tight. <laughs> and you never let go. I rewatched... Uh, like, go home and cuddle the shit out of her. <laughs> please do. Uh, I rewatched Lord of Illusions because we're doing the recast today and I wanted to get... Um, get a refresher. And I just love that fucking movie. Fuck. Would you say that it's your favorite Clyde Barker film? I think it is, yeah. yeah. It's neck and neck with... Because uh, when I when I hear Clive Barker film, I, I only think of the three that he directed. Not Midnight Meat Train? No, I mean, I love Midnight Meat Train. Sure. But I, 
Hmm. I mean, I, I I love the like Clive Barker is one of those few people that I feel like if someone asks me like, what are your favorite Clive Barker movies? I need them to be specific and be like the the ones he directed because sure. it's just so easy to rate those three for right. me. But if you if if we're going with movies that he produced or or based on his material, like it it opens up the sure the floodgate. Did you ever see uh, Dread? Like the Clive Barker movie Dread, not the Judge Dread no. with Carl Urban. Okay. I was just wondering, because I haven't seen it, and um, I'm just wondering how it holds up to the short story, because it's one of my favorite ones. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you know which which one that is? No. It's the one with the uh, college students and the one guy who's, like, uh, obsessed with, like, digging into why people are afraid of things, and so he gets pe- people who have certain It's always phobias. a good idea. Oh, yeah. Always a good idea. Uh, so, like, there's a girl who he's, who, he's We need fucking... to find out what causes fear. There's no way this could go wrong. No, of course not. <laughs> Never has. Um, but, like, so there's this girl that he's, you know, fucking on the side, and it's like, hey, you want to be a part of my little experiment? She's a vegetarian. And so he locks her in a room, like in a cell, that she can't get out of, and the only food he offers her is, like, just... Almost rule, almost uh, raw steak, and just to watch her like mental breakdown and things like that. Wow, yeah, it's intense. Sounds like a good first date movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I haven't seen the flick, and I always wondered like how it stacked up, but I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. I think I realized something about you earlier this week that I never knew. Okay, when you asked me, uh, you sent me a message saying, uh, "What are we recasting?" And I sent back Sallow, right, as a joke, right. And you responded with, "That would that would entail me watching Sallow again." Sure. So you've seen it. I've, I never. I don't know how I never knew this yeah, about you. Yeah, I've seen. We're a very small club. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I haven't uh, seen you at the meetings. I think I've blocked out most of it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, yeah, I sure did. I think it was on, like, really late night IFC one night or something like that. Wow, really? Yeah. Jeez, I didn't know that would ever air on any Yeah. Well, IFC, they, they don't they don't edit their movies. They should with that one. <laughs> they really should. <laughs> they really fucking should. Um, yeah, that's a really disturbing uh, deal there. Anyone that gets, like, queasy with Human Centipede, I always right. immediately send them to Sallow and, like, Nothing. You'll realize that Human Centipede was a pretty good movie. I couldn't eat chocolate pudding for the longest time. <laughs> it's understandable. Uh, I do still maintain that, though, even without Sallow. I think the first Human Centipede was a really solid flick. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the concept of the sequel. Um, yeah. I don't know if the execution was all that great, but I do like the whole, like, like in this universe... The yeah. first movie was just a movie. This isn't like a continuation of what happened. So this is what I've been trying to get through to Ben. Yeah. And he won't hear of it. Like, yeah. he hated that movie so much. He's only seen the second one. He won't watch the first one. And he won't trust me when I say, no, listen, the first one is a proper movie. Right. And it's good. And you can see all of the influences in the filmmaker, like Italian cinema. And mm-hmm. It's so good. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but he, he won't do it. Yeah. And, and I... I can't blame him. For, sure. If you see the second one first, you're not going to want to. I don't like that movie. No. Human Centipede Two. It's, no. It's it's too much. It's, yeah. For the reasons that Ben doesn't like it, I don't like it. But sure. I, but I can't let go of the first one being good. 
damn it. <laughs> and now the third one is set to come out. Yeah. Which is a sequel to the first movie. I believe so, I be- yeah. yeah. Okay. From what I understand, I know Dieter Laser is back yeah. as the, uh, the doctor. He was phenomenal in the first one. Yeah. Um, welcome to the Cinepod. <laughs> well done. The Peedcast. I'm not sure which one's better. We need to um, we need to figure out who and what our next uh, like special episode is. Okay. So we did Friday the Thirteenth. I wouldn't mind from now on um, when we do like a franchise centric episode with a guest mm-hmm. that, that that's all we do that episode. Sure. Even if it only goes like an hour, hour and a half. So we can... So I can, in good conscience, post it as, you know, the Halloween special. Right. Where you're not going to hear us talk about much else. And also, so it's not three and a half hours long. <laughs> also that, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're, like, talking behind the curtain on the podcast right now. Right. But it's fine. Yeah, because I know Ben has been working through the Halloween franchise. Okay. Uh, and was it Aaron he, he who wants to do Aaron wants to do Fri- Nightmare. Nightmare, rather, yeah. Um, which would mean I have to go back and rewatch Nightmare. And Ooh, yeah. There are a lot of bad ones. There really are. Um, really, the only one that I still... I mean, the original's great, but sure. I still love... Uh, the remake? New Nightmare. <laughs> no, no, I did not <laughs> like the remake at all. Uh, but I thought New Nightmare was really good. That's like the really meta one, yeah, right? The yeah, one yeah. That Craven came back for it. Yeah, and, you know. I think uh, I think that was the first one I saw as a kid. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I dug that one a lot. Yeah, but there are so many franchises we can do. There's Scream. Yeah. There's Chainsaw. I'd love to do a Chainsaw one. Yeah, I would definitely have to brush up on that, but I would love to do a Chainsaw. Yeah, one. I yeah. just I, I would love an excuse to go back and rewatch all of yeah. them because like three and four I haven't, <laughs> haven't seen in a while. <laughs> Not that I should, I guess, but. Uh, uh, but also, we can announce that we do have a special music episode coming up. That's true. We do. Uh, yeah. Where we're going to have a frequent guest of conversations with the weird Joe Whiteford from Harley Poe, of course, uh, on to discuss Harley Poe, all things Harley Poe, their history, uh, their present, their future, and uh, we're going to have him uh, give the backstory on some of his uh, more crazy songs uh, should be a good time he's always a really fun guest so that'll I'm, I'm guessing that'll be in a few weeks that we record that one yeah that'd be great I'd like to try to do it before scares the care um, so maybe we could put that one out as sure like the pre scares the care special with Joe Whiteford uh, so there's that which is cool Um I don't think I watched a lot this week either. Yeah. Um, I did go back and rewatch uh, a couple Friday the Thirteenth films. Yeah. Last week, kind of got the bug. Yeah, I um, I got a new Blu-ray player. That was really frustrating me because uh, for the past uh, two like two weeks, uh, the Blu-ray element of my Blu-ray player has stopped working. Oh, so really? Like it's uh, only a DVD player now. That sucks. Yeah. And I just got fed up with it. So I went to Walmart at 2 a.m. Right. we were talking about <laughs> earlier. And bought a new Toshiba. Middle of the road. It's not the cheapest. It's not the most sure. expensive. But a decent Blu-ray player. And uh, I always... Um, 
when I get a new Blu-ray player, I christen it because I'm a geek uh, with a movie that I haven't watched in a long time. Okay. This isn't horror related. I watched Life of Brian. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is great. It's fantastic. Uh, so I put it on and I'm like, watch the movie, stoned out of my mind. Like, this is great. And it's over and it's 4 a.m. I'm like, I'm going to go to bed. So I turn off the Blu-ray player and uh, <laughs> 10 seconds later, it comes back on. Oh. Like out of nowhere. Yeah. And this goes on for like an hour. Of me stoned in my room, like, why is my Blu-ray player sentient all of a sudden? Like, it won't stay off. So I'm like, right, fuck the remote. I do it on the face of the Blu-ray player, like, power. All right. Right. Back on ten seconds later. I, I can't figure out what is going on. There's no end to this story. Uh, so, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll... Because I have this, like, uh, kind of fancy surge protector... That has like labels for where shit goes that, <laughs> right. that are already on there, right? And there's a uh, and there's a slot for Blu-ray player, and I'm like, that can't be like it couldn't, it can't, it, this can't matter <laughs> where I have it because I've got it in the Blu-ray slot. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it, I'll take it out and I put it in the like air conditioner slot, or right? Whatever. And it turns off and it stays off. And I'm like, I don't fuck. <laughs> this is so fucking bizarre. So the next night I go to watch uh, Friday 4 with Chris McClover and the uh, that whole thing. Uh, Corey Feldman and, yeah, Justin Long. Um, <laughs> and it comes on, the menu's up, I hit play, and throughout the entire movie, at the top and bottom, my TV is reporting that it is searching for the Blu-ray player. And it won't go away. Okay. I don't I have a haunted Blu-ray player. <laughs> so I end up putting it back in the Blu-ray spot. Uh-huh. And I haven't had any problems with it. That's fucking weird. It is very weird. I thought maybe you would know. Man. Maybe some some ancient curse that maybe I... Was this house built on an ancient burial ground? Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. You're not, you're not going to build a pool out back or anything, are you? Oh, definitely. We've already started. Uh... Is it supposed to rain tonight? I'll, I'll, we'll sh- I'll show you the... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Come out back. I'll show you my hole. <laughs> That's the laziest pickup line I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Rarely works. <laughs> but when it does, <laughs> you've got to keep her. <sighs> What's your favorite bar drink? My go-to is just Makers and Ginger. Pretty basic. Pretty manly. Yeah. I mean, have you seen this beard? I have. I have. Uh, I say I shaved my beard last week. Yeah. It's in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a relic that someone gets in a contest. (laughs) Oh God. I mean, it's not quite as bad as baby teeth, but (laughs) no, no, that was that wasn't me. (laughs) Just for the record. (laughs) Oh Jesus. See, I typically will go Jack and Coke. Yeah. Like, just a straight up, very simple. Um, But occasionally, like, if it's a bar that has, like, an outdoor seating and it's a nice summer day, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll do, like, a Cape Cod. Okay. A little vodka and cranberry. Yeah. Depending on the the mood and what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just thinking about the bar at the con. 
I mean, I'll be bringing liquor as well. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, last year I would just take advantage of their insanely cheaply priced uh, specialty drinks for the con. Oh, nice. Yeah, where it's like the equivalent of a blue motorcycle, but they call it like a blue fucking... Blue demon, demon. or something. Yeah. yeah. For like three bucks. And it's like right. a huge hurricane glass. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Pretty great stuff. It's going to be great this year uh, to be at the hotel that the yeah. bar is in. Yeah, so you don't have to like <laughs> yeah. attempt to drive back to your own? Yeah, that was a nightmare. <laughs> um, what's the... Um, what, where, what time are we at? i got to start putting shit together for this podcast. <laughs> um, so unprofessional. It really is. And we keep peering off of horror... What was your last piece of horror info, uh, news, that we were going to talk about? And then I'll toss to my song. Okay. Uh, Uh, We're about 40 minutes now. Sure. Okay, uh, so the last one that we wanted to hold off on... I'm pretty pumped about this. ...is um, a... I assume it's a sequel. Like, I don't know if it's a reimagining or anything like that. I think think it's based on one of the new books. Okay. That's what I gathered from from what little I know. Because, like I told you, you told me this news, and I was like, "Yeah, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it like verified anywhere." And right. then you said you got it from Joe Blow or Error in the Head, which is a pretty reliable source. It's, oh yeah, like for me, it's bloody disgusting, and you know that's a very similar uh, thing. So now I'm like really pumped about the idea that this is, might actually happen. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so uh, William Goldstein, who co-penned the uh, classic Abominable Mr. Fibes. Not that you would know, and he's not a mister. Oh, sorry, doctor. Excuse me. Uh, is uh, putting together a new film with his son, Damon, uh, called Forever Forever Fibes. Starring who as Dr. Anton Fibes? The one, the only, Malcolm McDowell. I'm so happy about this. <laughs> I'm so. Would you say that the Fives movies are probably some of your favorite Vincent Price films? Yeah. You're a scumbag. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> so for the listeners, uh, I had a uh, horror buff confession uh, earlier that I wish you had just kept to yourself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you are the the head priest. Uh, it was confession. Full of salt over yeah. here. <laughs> uh, um, I haven't seen many Vincent Price movies. <sighs> And I haven't seen the Fibes films. It hurts my heart. Yeah, I'm gonna get them all. I'm gonna get them up on it though. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll get there. And we we had talked right before we started the show about how, in a perfect world, like my life goal, which says how like sad my life is, <laughs> my life goal is to have a month off from work and not have any responsibilities, where all I need to do is just watch movies that I should have seen a long time ago and read the 20,000 books that I've been accumulating and have yet to pick up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. I've read that there, I think there are four or five books out now. I've read three, um, and Goldstein wrote them. Yeah. Uh, I got them all on, like, Apple Bookstore or whatever, but they're great. And the Fibes character and McDowell is, if somebody's got to try to fill those amazing, amazing shoes... Uh, I'm happy that it's Malcolm McDowell, and I hope he's happy about it. I hope it's not just a job to him. Right. I hope he was like ecstatic when he got right. you know the news. But uh, yeah, that's cool. I was telling you that I'd heard for years, really, that uh, Tim Burton was planning on re- 
remaking vibes mm-hmm. with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your stomach kind of turned. With Helena Bonham Carter as his wife. <laughs> she would be Vulnavia. Okay. But you wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that, but it doesn't fucking matter because... all your salt is somewhere uh, yeah, else. Yeah, I'm, I'm the salty one here. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I'm just... I'm not necessarily done with Johnny Depp, and I'm not necessarily done with Tim Burton, but I'm pretty much done with the two of them together. <laughs> That's understandable. Although, I'll say I enjoyed Dark Shadows. Yeah, we've had this conversation. Have we? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I sat through hours and hours of the old show, and then I watched the movie, and it, luckily, I was not a devout fan of the old show, because they pissed all over it. Uh, I'm pretty sure movie. if you were a passing fan of the old show, it should still piss you off a little bit. I didn't hate the old show, but uh, I don't know, I thought it was fun. And Mordecai is fucking great. <laughs> and the fucking Chocolate Factory remake was oh my god stellar. You mean where he played Michael Jackson? <laughs> it was like a mix between Michael Jackson and Carol Channing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not good. No, um, but yeah, I'm really, really excited about the vibes. Um, my opinion, there. And well, yeah, well, yeah, well. Easy to say this, but I think Saw, if you like the Saw franchise, they yeah. got a lot of their ideas from the Dr. Five. I've heard movies. a lot of people draw that parallel. Yeah. Uh, it's like the Saw movies done in the 70s, but really cool with Vincent Price. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, what else could you want? Right. So in honor of that, uh, the song that I'm going to toss to, does W come after V? Yeah, yes. It's sad that I had to think about that for half a second. Yeah, it's a uh, Wednesday 13 song. Stop rolling your eyes. <laughs> I like Wednesday 13. I mean, um, and it's off that of, obvious? Uh, it's off of Transylvania 90210. Stop rolling your <laughs> eyes. It's a really, really fun song and a tribute to Vincent Price called The Ghost of Vincent Price. So enjoy.
Some people prefer the finer things in life. I'm all right just hanging out with the ghost of Vincent Price. Yeah. It sums up my world. Yeah. And you, you confessed to me during that that you, you didn't hate it. No, I didn't. I'm so happy. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the fact that I don't hate it, but <laughs> I don't hate it. Now, that song made me, th- made me think of a question to pose to you. Um, yeah, I have had it. Because, you know, just the course of that song made me think, like, how cool would it be to be hanging out with the ghost of Vincent Price? Very. Like, would it get an- get annoying at any point, you think? Uh, not for me, no. I fucking love Vincent Price. Okay. So so much. So the, the ultimate question here is, um, if you had to be haunted by any... Uh, anyone. I, I won't even narrow it down to horror people. If, if you had to be haunted by the ghost of any real person, they don't even have to be dead yet, but just for, I won't even say like for the rest of your life, but just for a prolonged period of time, who would it be? My my off the top of my head answer yeah. that I then kind of regret after uh-huh. thinking about it is Hunter Thompson. Yeah. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah, that every would be awesome. Every few days. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Maybe the ghost of Mitch Hedberg would be fun. That would be pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think I'd want to pick someone important. Yeah. You know, like that, like like John Belushi would be good. <laughs> like somebody Ooh, that would just yeah. make me laugh, you know. That's true. <laughs> or Kaufman. Mm. That's good. Kaufman would be good. Yeah. yeah. What are you thinking? Well. <clears throat> Have you seen it? <laughs> Oh, the doggies. Um, Our uh, background now is going to be from the Yep Rock 2013 uh, collection called Mondo Zombie Boogaloo. If you like anything that you happen to hear in the background, I urge you to check out um, Mondo Zombie Boogaloo, available on vinyl, CD, and digital download. <laughs> it's great. It's the Flesh Tones, Los Straight Jackets, and Southern Culture on the Skids all doing spooky music. Nice. Three great bands, one great album. <laughs> one great brewery, one great taste. Hey, I need somebody to let me know how to get Scream Factory to sponsor us. We've been joking about this for a while, and then I started thinking about it this week. But no, like, really. You know what? We pimp the shit out of them. We really do. Constantly. I love them. Yeah. How can we make this official? Does anyone know? Please email us at webelongdeadpod <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. And if anyone from Scream, if you know anybody from Scream Factory, let them know about us. Because yeah. we really do fucking worship at the altar of Scream Factory. Hey, who knows? We may make a connection that scares the care. You never know. Um, but I'm pretty sure we won't. Probably not. The um, only connection I'm interested in is Tiffany Shipples. <laughs> that penis to vagina connection. <laughs> you should for her husband doesn't mind. <laughs> he, he's he's they're, fine. They're Hollywood types. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's not dead yet. But I'm going to go ahead on record and I'll say it. I'll haunt you. It's fine. It's, I'll haunt you. Well, okay. Well, there you go. Um, but uh, Clyde Barker. Oh, he's not dead yet? No. But, guys, I'm saying, and this, this hurts my heart to say it, he's not going to be around a lot longer. You don't think? I, Judging from how he sounded on the Lord of Illusions uh, commentary track, he sounds like he's gotten a lot better. That's true. And I hope, I really hope that's the case. Yeah. Because I, I love him so much. Do you have anything signed by Barker? I don't. That's a surprise. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I mean, I could have, if I wanted to drop $100 on a book, I could right, have gotten yeah, yeah. the Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Gospels. Um, but yeah, I, um, no. I don't really have that many signed things in general. I mean, yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, now that I've been doing some conventions. But uh, um, I have a book of his uh, artwork. Like, if I was to get anything signed by him, that's what it would be. Right. It's like this big coffee table, hardcover, beautiful book. Nice. Um, that's what, yeah. That's gorgeous. Would you, would you give Clive Barker a hand job? For? For him being Clive Barker and being like, oh, Ian. Oh, Ian. <laughs> You've got rather. This <laughs> nothing like Clive Barker. You've got rather smooth hands, mate. <laughs> you you sound like Nick Frost doing a Clive Barker impression right, right now. I get that a lot. <laughs> How about me and you pop into the loo, and since I'm Clive Barker, you give me a little handy. I mean, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I might actually offer. No. <laughs> Just start the conversation that way. You mean, Medicon. Mr. Barker, uh, I'm a big fan of your work. Now that that's out of the way, let me get under this table. And show, you, you to, and show you a thing or I two. I want you to continually tell me how the spiral is like art. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things <laughs> on the Midnight Meat Train oh. uh, Blu-ray. There's a special feature, which is a great special feature, where he takes you on a tour through his like artist space, and uh, it really makes you like because uh, he's got these like huge canvases that he's just flipping through. And going, yeah, I'll probably just get rid of this one. I'll probably trash this one. And you're watching it going, but you could give it to me. Right. <laughs> what are you? No. <sighs> um, but there's this, like, <laughs> it's not as long as it feels when you watch it, but it feels like a 25-minute long thing where it's just him holding this painting of a spiral <laughs> and telling you about what art is. And it's so wonderfully, like, wonderfully pretentious, like, in such a great way. Yeah, Clive Barker, man. We talk about him a lot. Yeah. Why well, it's because he's fucking Clive awful. Barker sponsoring oh, us. Fucking awful? Fucking awesome. Ooh, <laughs> that hurt. Um, yeah. He's off soul. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, without a doubt, he is... For me, he's like my godfather of horror. You know what I mean? Like, he is my end-all, be-all. Like he, like, he was the one who, when I first read his work... Because I'd seen, like, Hellraiser and things like that, yeah. and I really dug it as a kid. But, like, I, I feel, <laughs> whenever I say things like that, I realize how fucked up I was as a child. Um, <laughs> I read Cabal when I was, like, 13. <laughs> yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. And so when I started reading his stuff, I'm like, this is the best shit I've ever read in my life. Like, so you take Barker over King? Oh, absolutely. And that's not to shit on King. Like, I well, really... needs to. Sure. Um... <laughs> He has done some fantastic work. Yeah. Um, but he's not that, he's not super consistent. Tell you what he didn't do, Mr. Be Gone. It's true. I fucking love Mr. It's Be Gone. It's a really good book. Ooh, yeah, I have that in the hardcover too. I might want him to sign that as well. That'd be easier to transport too. <laughs> I'll just, I mean, I'll send him an email. We'll yeah. see, we'll see what he'll sign. Yeah. Mm. We need to make a dent in the horror world, Ian. We do. As critics. I feel like, I've proven that I'm not a good horror filmmaker, <laughs> so I'm moving on to what everyone who fails at filmmaking does, podcast critique. That's right. Um, <laughs> I feel like like as upset as I was when Robin Williams died, mm. and he was probably, that's probably the most upset I've ever been about a celebrity dying. 
That's understandable. Um, I feel like I would be... I mean, for your generation, my generation... Yeah. And, like, the generation before ours, Robin Williams was kind of like your uncle. Yeah. Like, you well, really knew him. Like, he was a huge part of like, my childhood. Yeah, like, I wasn't even a big fan of his. Uh, you know, I liked a, a decent amount of his acting. I liked a lot. But sure. as a stand-up, he was very tedious to me. Like, yeah. I couldn't deal with, like, the too, frantic... Too like, frenetic. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, when he died... And I talked shit about him all the time. Yeah. And when he died, it was like... I, the last thing I said was I hate you. He right, was like that right, kind right. of thing. Like you didn't hear it, but that was the last thing I said. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like I would be like even more so with Clive Barker. Well, Clive, hang in there, buddy. Absolutely. For the love of God. All of our best to Clive Barker. Actually, I wish there was a way to get updates on his condition because whenever I think about him, which is usually watching Nightbreed or <laughs> Lord of Illusions, right? Which I watch way too often. <laughs> um, there is a moment that I take where I'm like, fuck, I hope he's, I hope he's doing okay. Hope he's okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I he's mean, got a muscular cock. Have you seen Clive I've not cock? seen his dick. It's online. It's all over the place. I would imagine Clyde Barker has an impressive dick. Uh, it's meaty. It's, yeah. Yeah. Stout. Where's your phone? Check it. I'm not <laughs> kidding. He has like some self-portraits on his uh, Tumblr, I think. Okay. Is where I found it. I was like, oh, Clyde Barker. It was one of these sites that I was like... Didn't expect Clive Barker to be on. That would make sense. That was the first thing I thought. And then it's like art. And I'm like, fucking art. It's like self-portraits. Fucking self. Hey! (laughs) There's Clive Barker's cock. (laughs) (laughs) That you're now frantically fingering your phone to get to. I'm fingering something. (laughs) There it is. You ever heard this? Once or twice. I'm going to learn that one day. I'm going to learn this whole song in Spanish. I need to learn this song in Spanish before yeah, before Scares That Care so I can do it at Scaryoke. There you go. Um, so for the listeners, because I was talking about uh, Clyde Barker's art, lots of dicks in his art. That's uh, true. Well, he's incredibly gay. Yes. Which, you know, obviously is totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> okay. Any luck? No? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah. And I saw way too much other dick. Fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd be very good as a gay guy. Like, gag reflex-wise yeah. and shit like that. Like, uh, Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I would Why be won't Scream Factory sponsor <laughs> us? <laughs> I mean, we're we're hitting on all the, all the big issues here. Seriously, like Clive Barker's dick. <laughs> From Clive Barker's dick to Guillermo del Toro's uh, filmography is what we're doing right now. Uh, okay, so we've done Toby Hooper. We have. We've done Joe Dante. We have. We've done. Uh, there was another one, right? Did we do was there? I don't think there Stuart was. Gordon. Yes, yes. We yeah, yeah. Stuart we did Gordon. Stuart Gordon. Uh, and this week. We're gonna not not. We're, we're moving forward a bit to a guy whose first film was uh, well. The first film we're gonna talk about was in '93. Yeah. Um, still, I would say deserving uh, horror master status. Sure, uh, absolutely. I mean, he is the man who named the masters of horror. Oh, okay. Have you heard that story? No. Uh, 
apparently the, the the Masters of Horror was a TV series, as we all know, that Mick Garris put together. Oh, Mick Garris was the other guy we were going to do. Yeah. We'll do him next He'll week. Next. He's next, yeah. Um, Mick Garris started putting together these dinners at a at a restaurant in, in L.A. with his friends who just happened to be Masters of Horror. Like, right. You know, John Carpenter would come to them, Wes Craven, George Romero, Toby Hooper, anyone who's anyone. And Guillermo started coming to them. And they realized one night that the people at the table beside them were celebrating a birthday. Yeah. So Guillermo jumped up and said, Happy birthday from the Masters of Horror. So the name stuck and uh, and a TV series was spawned from it. I like it. So thanks, Guillermo. I like that you just gave uh, Guillermo del Toro a, a Transylvanian uh, accent. Well, I was going to go with Italian, but yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Blah. <laughs> So then he stands up, McMahon, and he says, The Masters of the Illuminati. Was Jack White there as well? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to do Guillermo this week. And, and, look, I have my issues with Guillermo, and they are only with one film that was just a letdown. And I think I think you agree with me. I know Ben yeah. does. Yeah. On this one film. Yeah. Every, I, I've forgiven him since the days of the cunt castle over on Dispatches. <laughs> Alan Moore's uh, castle that he owns with all the people that have done us wrong, like Guillermo like del Toro. I, he is no longer in that castle, if, if, if in fact it ever existed. Right. Uh, so Guillermo uh, seems like such a sweet guy. Oh, absolutely. Like, I love interviews and commentary tracks with him because he's he's still a monster kid. Like, yeah. He, he, he seems to have been able to be become an amazing filmmaker without becoming an adult. Yeah. Which is awesome. I think maybe oh, yeah. Peter Jackson is kind of like that, too. Sure. Uh, when you hear him talk about... Now I just want to watch Bad Taste. <laughs> Welcome to every moment of my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, Guillermo is very, very cool. And he's like as fat as me. So <laughs> <laughs> That helps me. Sure. So he did a bunch of stuff in like the mid, or not a bunch of stuff. He did some stuff in the mid '80s and the late '80s that we've never seen. Uh, some TV shows. Apparently, he did uh, an episode of The Incredible Hulk, <laughs> which just which says it's announced. It's from 1985, and it says announced. Okay, Are you seeing that? Yeah. All right. He's per- <laughs> he's perfected time travel. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting at my home the other night with Mike McNiglia, <laughs> who adapted my character Hellboy into a comic book. <laughs> oh, racism. Um, so we're going to start with 1993 and a film that is out from the Criterion Collection mm-hmm. in a beautiful set uh, called Kronos. Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's where we are first introduced to Ron Perlman as a member of Guillermo's uh, entourage, yeah. if you will. Uh, I haven't watched Kronos in a while. I, I remember seeing bits of it as a kid. Like I, I need to revisit it because yeah. I remember it was very intriguing. And from what I remember of it, it's like it's kind of sort of ish a vampire movie. Yeah, it's a. Ve- I remember it being a very creative take on the vampire genre. Yeah, for the first time. In fucking years, right? Like a fresh take on it. Um, well, there was an interview with the vampire. 
Chronos, uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna suggest, but uh, are gonna have to move on because neither of us have seen it in so long. I do remember it being great and beautiful, though. Yeah, I also it? watched it not long. I think I may have done a double feature. The first time I saw Chronos was also the first time I saw um, City of Lost Children. Okay, I think I did a double feature of those two, and yeah. it was just like. Blew your fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. Just, I can't deal with it. Uh, then in 97, uh, Mimic. Yeah. Which is a much more fun film than than I remembered it being. Yeah. I actually, about a year ago, rewatched it uh, begrudgingly. I think it was a $5 Blu-ray. Blu-ray? Blu-ray. Blu-ray around Halloween, and I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a director's cut. Yeah. So I was like, all right. And for what I understand, the director's cut is far and away better. Maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. I hadn't seen the director's cut, and I was just thinking of the disappointing, you know, regular version. Uh, but I enjoyed the shit out of it, man. And everyone's precious Norman Reedus is in it. <laughs> I knew him back when he was a cigarette burns. Hey, and Boondock Saints, good time. Not playing some meth mouth, fucking ambiguous. The Walking Dead is terrible. When are you people going to realize? <laughs> Fucking shit. Any horror fan worth their salt has given up on that fucking show. <clears throat> Keep your comics. It's fine. I understand that. Sure. But that show is over. <laughs> it is done. And they're doing it like a spinoff now. Yeah. And it's called like... Fear the Walking the Dead. We're the spinoff of The Walking yeah. Dead. Like, yeah. Um, grow up, people. Speaking of The Walking Dead, and because we're talking about uh, um, uh, signed things that I need to uh, build The Walking Dead is for safe people who want to pretend that they love horror. Sure. The way I think of it is... <laughs> I'm so riled up. The way I like to think of it more, though, is... Where's it's, that marijuana? It's a, uh, it's a good gateway into proper horror. Because I think a lot of people who normally wouldn't be interested in horror are interested in The Walking Dead. And if that gets more... I think they Legit. stop there, though. I, I don't know. Because I don't know anyone that's like come into horror on The Walking Dead and been mm. like, and now I'm a huge Roger Corman fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but by the time this episode I drops... I see your point, though. I, I, I see your point. If, if and it's, I raise you mine. Right. If it's still available... Um, Go to uh, the artist who did the first arc of Walking Dead because he only did like the first six issues or something, and then another guy took over, and he's mm-hmm. still illustrating it. Um, on his website, you can buy an uh, issue number one of The Walking Dead signed by him for ten dollars, but not by Kirkman. Not Kirkman, but for ten bucks. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I mean, for a guy whose name you don't even remember, sure. Tony Moore. Why did you pull that out at the last second? Because <laughs> I knew you'd get all pretentious horror snob on me. You were right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's always a safe bet. Though. Yeah, it is. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, Mimic. Yeah. Giant cockroaches. Good times. Yeah, it's really, really fun. I think, I feel like I watched. But go with the director's cut. Because, I, I oh, yeah. like I said, I don't. You can get it for like seven fifty at Walmart. Yeah, because yeah, that's definitely. that's how I picked it up. Um, but uh, I watched that for the love, first time. Love theme from Young Frankenstein. I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, you wanna roll in the hay? Roll, roll, roll in the. <laughs> 
Hey. Yeah, she was hot. Man, um, we, need, we need to have a. We need to do a fucking We Belong Dead streamatorium of, of Young Frankenstein. Absolutely, I love that goddamn yeah. movie. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, this is what I do. You know this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Um, he says with his dick in his hand. Yeah, it's true. Um, I saw that movie, I think about the same time. It came out the same year as, uh, did you ever see The Relic? Based on a novel, no. and it's the one where it's uh, in a museum. It's like a it's like a monster movie. Okay, uh, I remember the name, but I don't think I ever saw it. And like the, the design of the creature, like really stuck with me. Um, and uh, basically, for I'm not even going to go into reasons why right now. But this guy who is a um, uh, like a cultural uh, uh, anthropologist. Yes, thank you. Oh, nice. Um, was in some godforsaken tribe in the Amazon and drank something that turned him into a monster. Like it's more involved than that. Like I'm way oversimplifying it. But he turns into this like sounds a lot like House of the Dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he turns into like this giant amalgam of um, different animals. So there's like this four legged like crocodile with like like jungle cat tendencies and like a big like uh uh amazonian beetle uh face it's fucking weird but like just just the design of the monster alone really really uh grabbed me and Hmm. so it always from the relic yeah okay yeah it's not a great movie you said the relic and my my mind went to the descent oh yeah i like that movie a lot um but y'all need to check out the relic um, then in 2001, never forget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why are you laughing at that? It's, it's 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'll wrap, I'll do a wrap about 9-11. <laughs> Yo. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the Devil's Backbone. Yes. Saw this one on IFC for the first time as well. Which is very Kronos-like. It was That's a good double feature with Kronos. Yeah. They're both kind of melancholy. Mm-hmm. Kind of shot. melancholy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> beautifully shot and 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 pretty depressing. Yeah, uh, but but worth watching. Yeah, definitely worth beautiful watching. in its own way for sure. Yeah, yeah. Then his follow up to Devil's Backbone, which is also available on the Criterion Collection, it is? for us with uh, cover by Mike Migmanianamana. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the man who turned my creation Hellboy. Elizabeth <laughs> has a different accent every time. Oh, hi. <laughs> Irish Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> um, yeah, he goes from from uh, from the Devil's Backbone to Blade Two, which is fucking great. It is great with his boy Ron Perlman. Yeah, uh, I like the Blade movies. Yeah, I liked all of them. Sure. Uh, so fuck you guys. <laughs> yes, three was the weakest. We get it, but it's still fun. Fuck you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Blade Two was really good. Yeah, uh, even without Udo Kier, I think <laughs> I think I just have a thing for well-designed monsters with mandibles. <laughs> that's you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. like I think that's one of the things that struck me with the guy with the creature from the relic. But with with the vampires in this, with like the split jaw and the yeah. you know that really it was impressive. It was really cool. With your boy Norman, Norman Reeves again, my boy, <laughs> Shaboy. <laughs> <sighs> I've met him, you know. Yeah, I know. 
You're, you're the envy of every woman in the world right now. It's true. For some reason. Um, like, I'm not debating he's a cool guy. I'm sure he's a cool guy to hang out with. He was very nice. But I he's not hot. <laughs> I could not agree with you more. He looks like... Uh, <laughs> somehow this is going to come back and bite me in the ass. But to me, he looks like Jay Muse when Jay was really fucked up on drugs. I think that may be a little harsh. <laughs> I see where you're going, and I see where you would get that, but damn, sir. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, so, um, like, are we talking like like mall rats, Jamie? No, <laughs> further, like, I mean, okay. further forward. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Like when he was getting teeth pulled just to get Percocet. <sighs> Goddamn. Uh, yeah. Mm. Which we've all been there. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Mm. Uh, so yeah, the Blade movies get a thumbs up from us, including yeah. Blade Two from from uh, our friend Guillermo. I think I, I don't know what, if I like Blade One or Two better. To be honest, I think I like Blade One better, yeah. but I, I like Blade Two a lot. I mean, I mean Blade Perlman's One is great, and then the, the the story from Blade Two was pretty great. Sure, um, Daywalker. Blade Two had uh, plus Chris Christopherson. Come on, yeah, but Blade One had Donald Logan in it. True. Yeah. <laughs> he was fucking great. He was great. That was my first introduction to Donald Logue. Me too. Because people uh, that I worked with said that I looked like him in that movie, which at the time I did. I had sure. Really, I had like Ben length hair. Oh wow. And uh, kind of a year length beard. Right. Yeah. And I was like seventy five, eighty pounds lighter. <laughs> Think I'll ever be able to play piano again? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, so good. Did you ever start Terriers? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. cool. I'm like uh, five episodes in. Nice. Yeah. That's a fun show. Fucking awesome. Uh, then in 04, he dropped on the world what is my, to this day, favorite Guillermo del Toro film. And one of my favorite <laughs> go-to films of all time, Hellboy. <laughs> really, really good. It it just is. Yeah. It, it, it hits every place that I want a movie like that to hit. Yeah, it is a perfect pulpy, comicy, horror-y, uh, Lovecrafty, so great uh, Nazi. <laughs> like, it's so fucking good. I know you love From some Nazis. Start to finish. Yeah, occult Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> um, come on, fucking Cronin. Yeah, I have uh. his sword. Never tell you that. No, I have a replica of his sword. Do you it's really? Fucking sweet. If you ever decide to get rid of that, I let won't. me know. Fair enough. I'll let you know, but I won't. <laughs> I have Barbosa's sword. You do. From Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, that's cool, I guess. If you're into pirates. I, like, I love Barbosa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what else to say about Hellboy. There's, It's out on Blu-ray, but if you can find the three-disc DVD set of yeah. it, I suggest going with that because it is chock-fucking-full of extras. Yeah. Uh, commentary tracks by Guillermo, by Ron Perlman, by uh, the girl. Selma Blair. Selma Blair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, it, uh, I yeah. love this movie so yeah. much. Might be the movie I've watched more than any other movie ever. Really? Yeah. Wow. I would still keep from saying it's like my favorite movie. Yeah. But it's just, it's like, uh, like when you're sick and then you, there's like tomato soup and grilled cheese. Right. It's, it's that in sure. movie form to me. I often fall asleep watching Hellboy. Yeah. I can see that. I approve. I want some tomato soup now. Right? <clears throat> uh, from Hellboy, we go downhill, in my opinion. Oh. Uh, look, I know everybody loves this movie. I did not. 
Is it pretty? Sure. Very. Right. Very. But so is Hellboy 2. So. Okay. We'll s- slow down. <laughs> we'll get there. Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. Maybe I need to watch it again. I think you probably should. I only saw it once. I was probably in a bad mood. Right. I turned into a guy from Chicago. <laughs> uh, like the Bears? Yeah. Like, okay, to me, it was a pretty movie. Yeah. But beyond that, it didn't have much for me. Yeah, I think... Um, I think initially I was swept up in it just because it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll ever reclaim like that ex- level of excitement from it ever again. But I, I think it's a good film. Um, I recently picked up a, uh, a steel book for it, oh, uh, yeah? Blu-ray, which is really cool because it's got the uh, the pale man, you know, the guy with the uh, eyes in his yes. hand on the cover, and then on the back it's got just a small picture of Pan by Mike Mignola, which is kind of cool. Got a cool little touch. Well, it was his labyrinth, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll watch it again. I'll give it another shot. But I just—it struck me as very much style over substance. Sure. Which to me, like Hellboy was style plus substance yeah. equals perfect. Yeah. Then we go to the fucking train wreck <laughs> and the <laughs> the reason that Guillermo was in the cunt castle for a while. Yeah. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth Two, aka. <laughs> Well, no, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, uh, semicolon, uh, Leftovers from the Labyrinth. Yeah. That's all that movie was. It took everything that I loved about the first Hellboy movie and shit on it and then, like, incinerated it and then pissed on the ashes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hellboy 2, speak, I mean, you talk of style over substance. Yes. That was absolutely style over substance. Absolutely. Um, all this shit being talked about, it though, aside, there are moments that I like in Hellboy sure, 2. Sure, sure. Um, the guy that plays uh, the elf guy is the head zombie from uh, Blade 2. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. But you just hit the nail on the head for elf. me. <laughs> you elf go Prince. from occult <laughs> Nazis and Rasputin. Yes. To the fucking elf prince yep. being your villain mm-hmm. you just you can't you can't do that yeah you did. did i went to see this in the theater with ben and so we were so upset yeah coming out of that movie because we loved the first one so much hey guys remember how hellboy had a big gun in the first one he's got an even bigger gun now that's cool, right? Look, right? I liked that monster, the plant, the, the yeah, flower monster. Sure. Okay, that was fine. And then the whole Whatever. like guilt trip was like that was actually the last of his race. Yeah, he just yeah. killed a species. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I did like uh, Johann Krauss. Mm-hmm. Thought he was funny. Yeah. Um, Seth MacFarlane. Which, yeah. Why the fuck is Seth MacFarlane in this movie? But that's okay. He did great. Sure. I just. They just they they watered down everything that yeah. I loved about the first one. Yeah, uh, and and I took it personally. Yeah, <laughs> I really did. Yeah. Um, and then there's that great. I don't know. I, this, is, this is something Ben likes to rub in my face all the time when I when I try to act like I'm not as much of a geek as I am. <laughs> he always likes to point out that I bought Hellboy two on Blu-ray three times in one <laughs> night. Okay, you've got to explain that to <laughs> a me. A movie that I hated. Right. I bought three times. I mean, I own it. it. I own it as well. I bought it four times now. But three times in one night. I, why and <laughs> I how? I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, Target, Walmart, 
and uh, Fye mm-hmm. all had a different exclusive <laughs> that I wanted. You fucking nerd! I did this with the Evil Dead remake too. I bought yeah. like four copies of it. I wish I'd gotten that Steelbook Evil oh, Dead. It's, so it's fucking sexy. Um, but yeah, Hellboy two at Walmart. It came with a BPRD. Uh, Is it BPRD? Bureau of Paranormal Research. Yep, belt BPRD. Belt. Yep. Uh, belt buckle. <laughs> That's awesome. That was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, at FYE, it came with a, a patch, a BPRD patch, okay. which I still haven't sewn on anything, but I found it during the move. And then uh, Walmart, or whatever the other one I didn't say, Target or whoever, put out a um, like tiny scale replica of the robot from the Golden Army. Okay. Which I thought looked very cool. Sure. So I bought all of them. And then I eventually, over the years, sold all of them, and then... Maybe two years ago, I was like, I need to give this a second chance. Did they at least so have like different? Oh. Did they at least have different packaging as well? No. Oh god, no, they didn't. I mean, the belt buckle's cool. Well, another thing that bothers <laughs> me about Hellboy too, I don't know if you remember, like a year or so ago, Walmart started putting out steel books. Oh, like they had, all like, that whole same line of steel book. Right. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it was like two different companies, like because there was the one that had all the like comic book style. Right, I have a couple of those. And then there was the other that was maybe like MGM that would just put out like The Departed and right. Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've got Chinatown Steelbook. Now. Too. It's pretty it's great. great. <laughs> <laughs> um, they put out a Hellboy too. Yeah. Why didn't they put out a fucking Hellboy Steelbook? No, no. I, I found that out as well. I don't want Hellboy two again. I don't want it for the seventh time. <laughs> damn it. And I haven't bought it because, I mean, as much as I want a steelbook, I don't want the sequel of the movie that doesn't have a steelbook for the fucking part one. Guillermo! <laughs> Come on, man. Get your shit together. Uh, from stop, my- stop interviewing musical midgets. <laughs> That's a deep cut from an <laughs> early is. episode. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, from here on out, I am clueless. I haven't seen uh, Pacific Rim, yeah, which came out in 2013. Did you? I did. I, I've, I've heard really, it's good. I, I dig it. I'm not against it. I just haven't seen it somehow. Yeah, it's... Um, it hasn't shown up on Netflix, I guess. No. No. Um, the way I describe it is basically Guillermo del Toro does Power Rangers for adults. And you pretty much got it. <laughs> um, the like biggest like fun popcorn flick you've ever seen... Um, you know, there's nothing deep. There's nothing intellectual. It's just a lot of fun. Um, I like the cast. Idris Elba is in it, who I'm a big fan of. Yes, you are. I am. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy is the main character. I like him. Yeah, I like him. Um, Ron Perlman's in it, and he he has a smaller role, but it's fucking fantastic. Um, I can't. Uh, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Day. Day. Was yep, was who I was going to bring up next. Yep, who. If you haven't watched uh, Always Sunny, get on it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. If you ever want to watch a show about, you know, a small group of terrible people, um, yeah, it's a good time. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Great effects, of course. Um, cool creature designs, of course. Um, mandibles. Right. Mandibles galore. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a lot. It's, it's a good flick. I need to check it out. I've heard a lot about The Strain. I've heard it's quite good. I haven't watched the show, although I have read the first novel. Mm. Because the show is based on a trilogy of novels co-written by Del Toro. Okay. Um, and I've read the first one, and it's good. And it's it's vampires, like a vampire plague. 
um, who have a very similar t- design to the ones in Blade 2, um, except they have like this very far-reaching uh, little proboscis thing that comes out of their mouth, okay. and they get you in the neck to infect you. Um, and uh, really cool. I mean, there's some, there's some, uh, like the main like guy who has the knowledge on everything, like encountered a, the main vampire a long time ago, like during the Holocaust. So there's a little bit of like Nazi things going on, um, which as Go I know, on. yeah, as I know, would intrigue you for sure. Um, <clears throat> I don't understand how like Nazi occultism isn't everybody's favorite fucking thing to research. Yeah, it is so crazy. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to get that out. Because I have this book. I have this hardcover coffee table book called uh, Nazis and the Occult. Okay. And it's, I'm sure, 70% fiction. Probably. Of just crazy shit. It's conspiracies. But I fucking love it. And I got talked down to by someone at a party who accused me of, like, being a fucking Nazi. Oh, like a sympathizer? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was unreal. Unreal. Fucking I sav- tell you. Fucking savages. <laughs> right? Um, he's doing a video game that's been announced called Silent Hills. Yeah, no more. Yeah? It's been canceled. It's kind of oh, sad. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, I think Was the... it a Silent Hill game? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, Just more with, than one? With uh, with Shaboy uh, Norman Reedus. <laughs> of course. Yeah, as the main character. Um, voicing and likeness of Norman Reedus. Um and uh yeah Guillermo was very heavily involved I don't know what his like actual role was um and then for the video game nerd Sideo Kojima no yeah uh we've had this conversation I think on the first episode as well um he's the he guy he had something to do with Wizards of Waverly Place right yeah yeah and also the Metal, Metal Gear Solid games right yeah you could hide in a cardboard box you could <laughs> I just remember the old Metal Gear. Yeah, no, you can still do it in the, <laughs> in the more really? recent ones. Yeah, oh, it's that's great. Awesome. Yeah, that it's pretty makes good. Me so happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like a, little things like that that make me almost game. Well, and that's the thing with <laughs> Kojima. It was always about like serious, convoluted plot with like ongoing, like tiny little, like ridiculous jokes. Oh, that's wonderful. Like that. Yeah. So, but that's dead. So yeah, it's unfortunate. Way to go. Guys. Del Toro actually recently announced it at a big uh, con panel, I think, that it just wasn't going to happen. Hello? <laughs> it is over. <laughs> Goodbye. Hellboy 2, I'm re-releasing in theaters because I know you loved it so much. With more creature effects. You know who loved Hellboy 2? Who's that? Fucking Rob. Really? He went to see it with us and he was like, nah, it was great. Yeah. It says the man, this is coming from the man who says, fuck Guillermo Del Toro doing an H.P. Lovecraft movie. Rob and his little PP. <laughs> or Wee Wee. I can't remember. There's this ongoing joke on Dispatches about Rob and his cute little Wee Wee. Oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, because he was like... <laughs> it does sound adorable when you put it that it way. It does, yeah. But <laughs> I think he's kind of let up on it a bit now. But Guillermo's the only person that should... Aside from maybe Carpenter. Sure. But I mean, I kind of feel like Carpenter did his Lovecraft within yeah. the Mouth of Madness. He, he had his chance. Right. Right. Which should be a recast. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That might be next week. Oh, no, next week we're doing uh, Nightbreed. Yeah. But yeah, soon. You need to quit, like, picking movies for us to recast where there's one character. I'm like, I can't fucking recast that. Like, who's going to replace Sam Neill, for Christ's sake? Well, who's going to replace David Cronenberg as Decker next week? <sighs> Christ. I mean, when it comes down to it, Boone could be played by anyone. Yeah. 
God damn it, Richie. <laughs> Uh, so that's that. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just do Dick Dashley dogs? His, his <laughs> laugh just now? <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. Did. Okay, good. It's also Guillermo del Toro's laugh. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, it's been announced that he's doing a Pinocchio film. Yeah, I just saw that. I have no, I have <laughs> I'll watch it. About. Sure. I'll watch it. I'm sure and it'll look good. The, the fucking knife to my heart. I was hoping that was the, uh, the gesture <laughs> you were going for. <laughs> uh, rumored Hellboy 3. Yeah. And look, did you ever see the uh, animated short on the Hellboy 2 Blu-ray that was um, the setup for Hellboy 3? No. Is it good? Or is it terrible? Cronin resurrects Rasputin. Ooh. Yeah, check it out on your Hellboy 2 Blu-ray. It's it's animated by Magnolia. Magnolia. Really? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, damn. Um, and it's it was going to be the setup to Hellboy 3, which would be Rasputin's return. Okay, well, now I know what I'm going to do when I go home. Yeah, so if that happens, I'm all for it. Well, because, like, I've, but I've again, read... rumored, and it's been rumored for years. Sure, and I've read talk, uh, I've read articles before with Del Toro, where he's like, I would love to do it, here's the thing we're doing, where it's basically like, yes, he decides, he, he goes through the... Um, uh, um, yeah, yeah, that um, where Hellboy goes through the conflict and for some reason decides to go on the journey to be the right hand of Doom. Oh wow! Um, and so he, at least for part of the movie, is the villain. Which fucking yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, full full horns, you know, fiery crown, the whole the whole shebang. Another thing that bothered me about Hellboy too. Was uh, the lack of uh, Rupert? What call it? <laughs> the actor's name was Rupert something. The guy who essentially took over for Broom. Oh, the young guy. Yeah, it was just like a throwaway line in the second one about how well you shipped him off to yeah. Alaska. Or I some really shit. liked him. In yeah, Hellboy. Um, I thought they're like, oh, he's going to replace Broom, and he's like the Rupert so- Evans. He played John Myers. Yeah, yeah, and he's you know Hellboy's soul, blah blah blah. Yeah, and he's like, oh fuck him, he's gone. Okay, I really liked him, and uh, Jeffrey Tambor was great in both of those movies. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so Pinocchio, Hellboy three, Crimson Peak. Mm. I, don't know, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, uh, you should watch a trailer for this. Maybe do do we have a trailer? Oh, is um, there already a trailer? Yeah, do we have a trailer? No, we can do that one. Yeah, we should do that. Um. It's very kind of like it's got Tom Hiddleston and uh, I can't remember who else in it. Um, Charlie Hunnam is in it as well. Um, he does that a lot. Like he tends to stick with yeah. with actors, which I I, I don't necessarily knock. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's very like Del Toro does Hammer. Oh wow! And it's kind of like a old Victorian like haunted house flick. Nice. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I'm actually. trying not to crunch. Sorry. Um. Well, yeah, that'll be our trailer. We'll toss that after this final film that was announced, Pacific Rim Two. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, if the first one's good, why not? No. But look what happened with Hellboy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I'm gonna let this sink in. Yeah. <laughs> so what's next? I heard Crimson Peak, and I immediately thought it was it was must be a. Um, like a volcano movie. <laughs> oh, God. Well, now we'll toss to the trailer for Crimson Peak. Okay. Hopefully. If it comes up. Then we'll come back. We'll do a little recasting. Okay. 
We'll go to your song. Mm -hmm. We'll come back and you'll pitch a movie. Sounds good. In any minute now, I'll give you the uh, parameters. So while, okay, I was about to say, while you're waiting on that to load, why don't you tell me what my parameters are? Or we could just sit in awkward silence. Thank you. (laughs) That's what I would prefer. Oh, I have to. Again, that was Mondo Zombie Boogaloo playing in the background. I highly suggest people checking it out. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing but professionalism. Tight ship. Um, So here's the trailer for Guillermo del Toro's new film, Crimson Peak. Uh, Hopefully it'll play without... um, We'll just keep talking. (laughs) <laughs> Just in case there's a... Yep, there's an ad. Fucking um, YouTube. So I'm excited. I didn't know that he was... You know, and, and we, we didn't talk about, you know, um, stuff that he produced or, or anything like yeah. that. But I really loved uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Or no, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Yes, okay. Yeah. With uh, Katie Holmes? Yeah. And Guy Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I really liked that movie. Ben, yeah. ben hated it. He went to see like a special screening in, at, uh, at like UVA or something for it. I was but very disappointed. I thought it was Del really Toro fun. like produced it or Yeah, I believe he okay. produced it, yeah. I mean I can find out for certain. Really anything that you say Guy Pierce is in, I'm at least interested. He wrote the screenplay for Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Okay. He did not direct it. Pretty sure he produced it too, but just to be sure. I know yeah. he like it was he like a it. Del Toro presents. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah. <laughs> Crimson Peak is coming your way right now, and then we'll be right back. Ghosts are real. This much I know. What do you mean by? Take a little walk to the edge of Edith, this is my sister. There are parts of the house that are unsafe. I can imagine the two of you in here as children. We were not allowed in here as children. We were confined to the nursery in the attic. In your own best interest, proceed with caution. Has anyone died in this house? Specific deaths, violent deaths. I have to leave. I'm here to take you away. There's nowhere else to go. This is your home now. All right, yeah. Yeah. October of this year. I am definitely in. Yeah, I'm seeing that, that in the one. theater, for um, sure. If you feel like you didn't learn anything about that movie from the uh, trailer that we just played, because you didn't get to see any of it, um, you're wrong. <laughs> because I didn't see any of it. and I mean, I saw all of it, and... Uh, I still don't really know what it's about, but it looks like wonderful Guillermo del Toro 
uh, Hammer style horror. Like I mean, you were saying you can't you can't lose with that cast. No, no, I believe you're correct in that. Uh, I'm trying to find some more shit to play. You're in the goddamn right. right. <laughs> Moondance by Van Morrison. That'll work. <laughs> Come on, I got a shitload of horror music. Oh yeah, I got to find out who those who was doing that Nick Cave cover. Yeah, that was fucking beautiful. Gotta have it. I remember seeing the uh, the trailer, and it was on like IO Nine or something. And like the oh, okay, now the background music you, that you'll be hearing is um. Oh, it's too loud. Is the soundtrack for the Night of the Demons remake? Nice. So let's enjoy that in the background. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, that that cover. Yeah, uh, the comment thread under it was like, "This movie is great. That fucking song yeah. was fantastic." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never thought of what it would sound like to hear a woman singing yeah. "Right Hand" by Nick Cave. Did you see what uh, Scott Scott posted? I think it was this past week. Uh, Scott, the uh, the composer for our theme song, mm-hmm. um, someone made... Yeah, check him out on Facebook, Scott McKean. He's got some great, great tracks. Yeah. Um, someone made uh, Red Right Hand into a Dr. Seuss-style book. Oh, really? It's pretty great. No, I didn't see it's that. It's fantastic. You need to check that out. Definitely. Well, I guess now we're at the point where uh, we recast a movie. Do you want to give me the uh, pitch while you're looking that up? Um, the parameters, really? I mean, you probably like that. I would like that. Uh, Look, if you want me to keep churning out pitch gold, you need to give me some heads up. You are much better at it than I am. <laughs> There's no denying that. Um, <laughs> I was actually quite proud of my uh, my Maynard uh, Boy Scout uh, Hills Have Eyes movie the, it other, was good. the other week. It was good. Uh I need a fresh take on an end of the of uh, like end times, uh, good versus evil, uh, including Satan uh, as the general of his troops of evil, uh, trying to overtake Earth and God struggling to uh, reclaim it. Okay, can I put so, a slight spin on that? Sure. Okay. Okay. Got a general idea. Okay. Don't get cocky. <laughs> Don't get cocky, kid. <laughs> Don't get penisy, kid. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed the uh, Family Guy Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I did too, definitely. Uh, we are this week um, part two, part two, <clears throat> the, the second installment of. Recasting films that Clive Barker and his meaty cock have directed. <laughs> directed with his meaty cock. <laughs> Sometimes, I'm sure. It's like, the um, light isn't falling on my dick the way I would like it to. We need to change the A meaty cock here. that we all now know Ian will be gripping furiously at their first meeting. Any given chance. Uh, my favorite of the Clive Barker-directed tr- trilogy... Uh, Followed closely by Nightbreed. Yeah. It, it is really neck and neck for me, but I think Lord of Illusions wins out. Yeah. Uh, see, see, I'm more Nightbreed, but I, like, I'm kind of like you. Like, I, I flip it the opposite way. Nightbreed's just a little higher. Yeah. I think I just. What wins me over slightly more on Lord of Illusions is the 
film noir aspect. I was about I to say. I just love yeah, that. I, I'm a sucker for well done noir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to recast uh, what, what I uh, think of as the nine uh, principal characters. Uh, earlier before I rewatched it, it was four. <laughs> and then luckily I rewatched it and remembered a bunch of people. Uh, we'll start uh, with Vinovich, played by Vincent Schiavelli in the original, who's kind of the uh, the master of ceremonies at the Magic Castle. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the settings in the film. Who you don't know the name. Like, oh, well, this is horror fans, so... A lot of you may know the name of the actor, but Vincent everyone Schiavelli. knows the His face. Yeah, he absolutely. was in Death to Smoochie. He was in Ghost. He's been in everything. He was, <laughs> he was amazing in Ghost. He really was. Um, Stole the show from Whoopi. He's sadly no longer with us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it, really hard to recast that guy. So I went with just bizarre okay. instead of bizarre looking. Although the guy I picked isn't. <laughs> Isn't not bizarre the, looking? Is it Crispin Glover? It's not. No, but that's a great. Yeah. One. Is that who you want? No, I just thought. Oh, of it. someone should go with Crispin Glover. <laughs> I kind of want to do. Ah. <laughs> Fucking a. So we know who your new pick is. Who was your original pick? Originally, I went with Udo Kier. Okay. Crispin Glover's better. I okay. agree. Yeah, it is. Uh, who do you have? Uh, Ron Perlman. <laughs> Which is fitting after the discussion I, um, we just had. Yeah, I had Perlman. Did you? Not for Vinovich, but I had him in my list at one point, and mm. I took him out. Um, Who'd you have him for? Or do you want to wait? I'll wait. Okay. I'll wait. Um, next up, we have Loomis, who is like the uh, late middle-aged detective friend of uh, Harry. Mm. Uh, kind, of, kind of a throwaway character, but I just... You could throw a character actor in there and make sure. it work, you know? He leaves an impression. He does leave an impression. Uh, Loomis. So I went with Paul Giamatti. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> As the skeptic friend, who yeah, you know, like saunters in with one of those uh, like ill-fitting uh, quick draw from the armpit, yeah, 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 gun things, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> eating like a hoagie or something, yeah, yeah. Um, I went with the great Harry Delmore. I <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> was in John Dies at the end, um, and I was the Rhino. Um, and I'm not drinking my loan. <laughs> Horror fans will get that. <laughs> Horror fans who like pretentious independent films. I don't like that movie. Yeah. Um, Just for the record. I had, uh, he's a little old, maybe, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins. You're kidding, right? No. Really? Yeah. Thrill me? Oh, Tom Atkins. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's, that's my bad. You kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck. No, that would be that would be nice. Yeah. Because that's a Tom Atkins role. Absolutely. And he would turn it into a role that you would want to see what went on in his life during that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, next up is Quaid. Okay. The, mm-hmm. uh, the, the black guy who turns on um, Nick's mm-hmm. toward the beginning and then gets shish-kebobbed. <laughs> Yeah, he gets fucked later bad. on. Uh, <laughs> I love how he like uh, Harry tries to like help him. Like, dude, he's been stabbed like nineteen times. Yeah, that's Just a let really it go. Uh, that's a really upsetting scene. <laughs> it is. Yeah, uh, I went with uh, a choice that might get a few guffaws. Uh, okay, but I'd like to see this guy try something that isn't necessarily comedy. I think he could pull it off. 
Keegan Michael Key. Okay. I thought you were going to go with like Tyler Perry. No, 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 no. <laughs> As no, Medea. Never, never, never. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Man, you throw Medea into the mix. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm usually on board. Oh, God. All right, can I, t- I need to tell you a quick story real please, quick. Please, please. From, uh, from my time working at uh, Replay Games and DVDs. Did we have one of those here? No. It's the place I used to work in Farmville where I met my friend Eric, who I've mentioned a couple times okay. on here and on uh, the Radio Lono episode I did. Um Eric Roberts? Yep. Uh, um, he's not doing anything. Uh, but he uh, he told me this story about a uh, middle-aged black, black woman came in and said, I want to watch... Uh, I, I need some recommendations for movies. Um, I need some uh, black comedies. And Eric being Eric, assumed that she meant by black comedies like dark comedies. Dark comedies. So he's going over like Office Space and things like that. Not being racist. Right. Yeah. And she's like, no, no. Black comedies. Do you have any like Tyler Perry? And he's, and like his heart just sunk. He's like, oh, yeah, we've got a lot of that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so my pick. But we've also got Fargo. You're right. <laughs> Um, my pick is uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. You know, preferably a slightly younger one, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's a black guy. Yeah, he's a black guy. <laughs> and I like him. Like, I, have you been watching Hannibal at all? The series? I watched the first season. I need to I need to catch up. Yeah, me too. I, I have the first and second. I haven't watched the second season yet, but I, I dig it, and I like his character. I like the first season a lot. Mm. I thought the casting for Hannibal was fantastic. Love Mads Mikkelsen or yeah. however the fuck you say his name. Um, I don't. I just don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably for the Take best. Take that, yeah. Hannibal. Come at me, bro. Um, but yeah, so that's my pick. All right. Okay. <laughs> I see your Lawrence Fishburne, and I raise you. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> sure. He's also a black guy. Up next, we'll go with Valentin. Okay. Who was um, Swan's kind of uh, right-hand man, butler, chauffeur, manservant. Everything. Great. Um, a, a role that I think could have been made better by a better actor. Sure. And my first guess, and I, my first guess, <laughs> my first uh, choice, and I think it was based on Placing someone who looks similar okay, was Chris Sarandon. Okay, sure. But I chose not to go that route because I thought of someone better who would chew every bit of scenery that he was allowed to uh, uh, appear in uh-huh. and, and do it beautifully. Uh, a lot of people know him as Crowley on Supernatural, uh, Mark Shepard. Okay. I'm down. I fucking love this guy. Uh, fans of like Firefly would know him as Badger. That's right. Um, but his work as Crowley is Crowley is the reason that I kept watching Supernatural like after the past few seasons. See, I haven't, I haven't like watched Supernatural consistently. Right. Like I've seen a bunch of episodes, and I like it. Like it's one of those shows that I've always meant to just start. Yeah. Um, and uh, but. I have seen a couple episodes with Crowley in it, and he is fucking awesome. He's amazing. 
Um, yeah, once Jim Beaver left the show, he was a big part for me. I, yeah. I loved him. Um, Mark Shepard kind of stepped up, and then they and then they also added Curtis Armstrong, uh, who you probably well everybody knows from Revenge of the Nerds, right? But lately on Harmontown, he's yep. been guesting on there a lot. Doesn't he play like a very like evil? He like, plays uh, Metatron, the voice of that's God. right, that's right, yep. And he's brilliant, yeah. on it. Uh, but yeah, uh, Mark Shepard as Valentine, I think, uh, yeah, would would make the most of the role. Okay, I went at. Completely different direction than you did. Nicolte. Um, yep. Uh, um, ben Kingsley. <laughs> I could see that too, though. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like your pick better, but I think Ben Kingsley would do a would do a good job. I think that could be said about anything Ben Kingsley does. That's true. He <laughs> that man has such a like a lucky number eleven quirky range. Yeah. Like he's a fantastic actor. Just period. Like he's an actor's actor. But, like, some of the things he does is just so kind of, like, off the wall. Yeah. Um, like Gandhi. Uh. <laughs> wacky. Just wacky shit. <laughs> oh, those, that, that, uh, that Gandhi. He got into some shenanigans. Um, Mahaha Hatna Gandhi. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yep. But, no, Lucky Number 11. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a movie I need to watch uh, again. I normally pair that. I think I've talked about this before. I normally pair that movie with uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. It's a wonderful double feature. Oh, absolutely. And not horror. Yeah. Uh, next up on the recast list for Lord of Illusions is Dorothea. Okay. Um, look, I love Fomka Jensen. Oh, absolutely. Big fan. Um. Like hard, how, hard to recast. How many meaty Clive Barker cocks out of five would you give Fomka Jensen? <laughs> out of five? Yeah. Uh, she gets five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, she's so hot. In this movie and in... Uh, <laughs> Every other movie. Everything else. But uh, House on Haunted Hill, the remake, yeah. she's so hot in that movie. In the, the, the scene between her and uh, Jeffrey Rush in the bedroom where they're talking about how they've tried to kill each other. Right. If you'd ever seen the original with Vincent Price... Uh, there's that scene in that too, but they do a beautiful takeoff on it, and it's it's so good. I, I would tell you like a, another memory from my childhood. The first time I saw Goldeneye, which she is in, yeah. And uh, you know, I was pretty young when I saw that, and um, I remember watching the scenes where she would like kill people with her thighs, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm too young to really like get why that's awesome, but I'm just like, I I feel like I I'd want to go that way, and I don't know why. Why do I feel strange about this? <laughs> but no, I would totally... Why is it growing? I would totally pay money to go out that way, but that's fine. Yeah. She was <laughs> super hot in uh, Maid, too. Have you ever seen Maid? Oh, the uh, Vince Vaughn and yeah. Favreau? No, I haven't seen that one. She's in it briefly, but yeah. she's, I, I just think she's great. Yeah. But I went ahead and recasted her, uh, and I, I think my casting works quite well. Okay. Is it Rosario Dawson? It's not. It's it's not. It's not someone that I've brought up on here. Okay, because I almost of, went with Rosario Dawson. It's, it's not one of my go-to gals. Uh, Lono's harem, as they're referred to. Uh, Rooney Mara. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of Rooney Mara. Yeah, I. We, I think we talk about this almost every podcast, but I really love the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh yeah, the American. Bird. I, I like the Dutch or whatever it is. Sure. 
But uh, I thought they did a great job with the American and, version. I mean, though. Daniel Craig. Um, Christopher Plummer. Yep. Ah, uh, fuck. The other Mickelson. Ah, God damn it. What is his no, name? No, Skarsgård. Not Skarsgård. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's phenomenally yeah. evil in that movie. Um, <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, I love the opening credits for that movie, too. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, yeah, I think... What did I... I, I cast her... I cast Rooney Mara as uh, Kirsty in Hellraiser last week, I think. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I... Well, we're keeping her in the stable for... Yeah, for, for, for the hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I went a very different route as well. Um, Paul Giamatti? Yeah, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Um, I went with uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Um, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very fine with that as well. Um I, w- I would like your pick more just because we haven't seen Rooney do like a like an elegant like femme fatale type role you know yeah that's true um did that fucker just fly into the oh no he's on the side yeah uh so next up is Butterfield yeah uh <laughs> what a fucking character I I feel like Butterfield, more than anyone in this movie, is Clive Barker. <laughs> <laughs> He's what Clive Barker wishes he could Fucking just be gold in real LeMay life. pants. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one was kind of tough for me, finding someone to recast. Uh, like like a, like a early 90s Crispin Glover would have worked there. Yeah. I went with Ezra Miller. Miller. I'm going to have to look that up. I know him from uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay. He played the the cool gay friend in that. That's he's, the one with uh, Hermione in it, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's slated to play the Flash in all the DC movies. Upcoming. Okay. Yeah. Um, Very um, kind of androgynous. Yeah. 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 I mean, we can just say it. He's hot. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd hit it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Even before Norman Reedus. Hey, I got another hand. Clive Barker's <laughs> on my true. right. That's Ezra, true. what's his name? Miller. Miller is on my left. Yep. <laughs> why am I still scrolling through these pictures? Um, yeah, I okay. think I know why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah my, my search history on this phone is all kinds of fucked up now. going <laughs> <laughs> to just have to get rid of this phone. <laughs> I'm just going to chuck it in a creek on the way to Sam's. <laughs> Or a um, crick, as they're known around here. So who did you have for Butterfield? Uh, Nicholas Holt. Or Holt? I'm not sure. Um, I don't think I know him. He is... Did you see X-Men First Class? I did. Okay, he's uh, Beast. Okay. Um, he's been... He's actually in the new Mad Max film, which I know you're not a big Road Warrior that fan. That movie looks good, though. But it looks really good, and he plays one of the like deranged like henchmen of the bad guy. I mean, you've... Yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Let's. I actually want to look up. Let's see Nicholas Holt, Mad Max, and see if I can get a picture of him. I wish you would. I wish I would too. (laughs) And then this is what he looks like in Fury Road. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a change. Yeah. Um, So yeah, no. What about that kid they cast as Pennywise? Yeah, that's one thing we forgot about. And I wish I had kept forgetting about it. 
So hey guys, uh, you know what? I hope uh, everyone, I hope everyone understood the irony in the post that I made. Oh, I, I mean, I did. <laughs> okay, good. Um, uh, uh, I, I can't. They replaced Tim Curry with the little kid. They did, yeah. Uh, so if anyone's ever seen the uh, horrific uh, thriller known as Meet the Millers. The comedy. I think it's We're the Millers. Whatever. I liked the movie actually. I, I didn't see it. Um, it was not, fun. Not out of protest. I just haven't had a chance yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the kind of dweeby son from that family. Yeah, that's yeah. Pennywise. I'm not bitter about that at all. Thumbs up, Hollywood. Good job. Yeah, that guy right there. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pennywise. Yep. It sure is. Fucking Christ, people. You didn't seem too happy about the casting. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Even better. Here's Pennywise. Right here. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's him. I mean, terrifying clown of your nightmares. They could surprise us to an extent. <laughs> That's what we're hoping. But uh, no, fuck it. No, it's fucking terrible. All right. Well, let's alleviate some of your anger. No. The top three. Uh, in the cast for Lord of Illusions. Now, the, these three, I I, cho- I made my choices. Okay. And then in parentheses, with an exclamation point <laughs> after the name, I put in a batshit crazy world. Okay. Who I would love to see. It may not work, but I would right. love to see it. Do we want to do the batshit crazy all in one clump? Um, no, I'll just do them as we do the okay. characters. I think it would be best. Um, okay, I mean, it's your show, I guess. For, <laughs> for Swan. Okay. Uh, I went with Cillian Murphy. Yeah. Or Killian. I never know how to pronounce his name. I always assume Cillian. I do too. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, I I really like him. I do too. And I was thinking specifically The Prestige. What? Or, uh, no, the other one. Oh, I didn't see the other one. I don't know. The Illusionist? Yep. Wait, wasn't he in The Prestige? No. Mm-mm. Maybe he was in The Illusionist, the one with Edward Norton. No, I'm thinking of uh, Red Lights. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking of him in Red Lights. I didn't Lights. see that one with was, Sigourney I Weaver and that. De Niro. Yeah, yeah, I really liked that movie a lot. Also yeah. with Arnim Zola. Oh, nice. Uh, Toby Weird face. Right. Played Capote. Right. Uh, he was also in The Mist. He was in The Mist. Toby Jones. Yep, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Really good movie, Red Lights. Okay, uh, I'll check it out. People need to check it out. Enough people haven't seen it. But yeah, I would love to see Cillian Murphy play Swan. I think that movie kind of suffered because, like, th- I think the few people who actually saw the trailer, which weren't many, yeah. um, didn't know what the fuck the movie was about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's it's wor- worth watching, I think. Uh, that's one of those movies that also, like, um, oh, damn it. What was that? Uh, it was a Richard Matheson short story that they turned into a film. About the button, Franklin Jello shows up at your oh, house. Oh, the box. The box. Yeah, love that movie. Really? Yeah. I never saw it, but everything I heard was like, "This is dog shit." Yeah, I liked it a lot, huh. but it's it's also like kind of a throwaway. Red lights is the same way. Like I kind of have to be in the mood. Gotcha. And it's not a go to, but right. really solid place. Hmm. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, isn't it like if you press the button, you'll get a million dollars, but someone will die, and you don't know who? Type yes. Of? Okay. Yeah. 
it poses a great moral quandary. Sure. Uh, and Langella has a weird face. Yes. <laughs> that I don't believe is ever explained. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, and in my batshit crazy world, Swan will be played by Nicolas Cage. Okay. <laughs> I just like sure. to see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm down. Um, my pick is uh, Benedict Cumberbottom. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't think that's his name, though. Yeah, I mean, it is to me, and that's all that matters. <laughs> no, good old Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that. I could see it, definitely. Yeah. Uh, then the last two, I had a problem flip-flopping of which would be last. Cause but it's going to be Nick's. It's right? not. No? No, oh, okay. I put Harry last because okay. he is the sure. focus of the film. Sure. Even though Nick's, much like uh, Decker, is the draw yeah. of the film. For it seems me. to be a theme for uh, Clive Barker. Yeah, yeah. And, and me. Right. I, I'm <laughs> way in more into the villain. Uh, so we'll go with Nick's okay. next. Played... Uh, to perfection by the late great Daniel Von Bargen. Yeah, uh, such a bummer that he passed away, yeah. I, and 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 the struggles that he had toward the end. Yeah, it's upsetting. Just a real bummer for such a talented fucking guy. Yeah. Um. So I, for the longest time today, <laughs> which is hours, <laughs> uh, I had Robert England. Okay. As Nick. Sure, I can see that. And then I thought about someone who would be even better because I think England has a habit of chewing the scenery and making which movies. works for him. <laughs> well, lately, right? Uh, but it works for him. But yeah. I don't think Nix is a character that it needs. He needs to be a little more reserved, and a little, a little more dark, yeah, uh, and less quippy. Yeah, you know. So prime time, bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I changed to someone that I'm much happier with as Nick's, Lance Henriksen. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It'd be pretty damn good. I chose Just Dick. that subtle, yeah, badassery that, yeah. that is Lance Henriksen, or Dick Miller. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah. No, Lance Henriksen. Would be, I haven't seen him recently. Like, I don't know what kind of shape he's in. Not that it really matters for the role. I just mean in general. Um. Like I know I he's done he's like doing pretty well. I think he's done like five different uh, Bigfoot movies. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I think he's <laughs> doing pretty well though. A couple of years ago, he was on um, chewing it with Stephen Kevin, the Broken Lizard guys. Oh, okay, cool. Because uh, he was in a terrible movie of theirs. Um, was it Slam and Salmon? Slam and Salmon. I didn't even see that one. I didn't it's, bother. It's bad. It's yeah. so bad. Uh, but he has a cameo in it. And it's pretty funny. But I think he's doing quite well, uh, like health wise. Anyway. Good. Good. Uh, he posts a lot on uh, Facebook, <laughs> or someone posts for right. him. Um, but yeah, I think he's doing pretty well. In my batshit crazy world, <laughs> and I put this in the batshit crazy world because I'm, I'm going to explain myself, Okay, because this was actually my first pick, and, wow. I, and I had, and I still believe it could work. Nick Cave? Bill Murray. Absolutely. Like, I'm, see a really fucked up dark side of Bill Murray. I mean, you just had me at Bill Murray. You didn't need Right, it. yeah, yeah. Because I feel the same way as most of America, except Jake, because he's a fucking communist. That Wait, Jake's not a Bill Murray fan? 
he likes them, but he doesn't really get the, like, oh, Bill fucking Murray thing, you know? Yeah. Well, he's never going to be on the podcast. Yeah. He's Actually, d- we're not going to release that Friday the 13th. Right. Episode. He just dwells on the whole thing that he may or may not have beat his wife a little bit. We're going to get Joe to play that's Jake the past. and redo it. Hey, I'm, I'm totally done. <laughs> I love you, Jake, but that would be so much fun. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I would totally watch that. I mean, as a person, Bill Murray has that Nick's, like, sh- shamanistic if I would, Bill Murray started a cult I would probably fucking oh, absolutely. join it. Yeah. like if I if I knew Bill Murray and he told me to do something I would I would do it even if I don't know Bill Murray right. and well, he tells too. me to do something right. I'm gonna do it yeah. I still got a mouth open I got Ezra over here I got <laughs> Clive's meaty cock over here I mean you got you, you got a few your, holes uh, left geriatric balls in my mouth <laughs> Mr. Murray very much not horror but watch St. Vincent is it good? Really I, I do good. want to see it. Really good. But yeah, I would love to see because uh, uh, Bill Murray has definitely shown his serious acting sure. chops the past ten or fifteen years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but he hasn't done that like uh, like Robin Williams one hour photo like fucking insomnia. evil yeah. insomnia. And I, and I know he's got it in him to do oh, it for sure with with no irony, with no quippiness, yeah. just fucking the bad guy. Right. I would love to see that from Bill yeah. Murray. So who did you go with for Nick's? Uh, I feel like my choice was kind of obvious, um, but I, I would still watch it just because I love him. Uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, that's a great guy. That's, yeah. that's really good, yeah. Yeah, because he has, like, he can be, like, maniacal if he wants to, or he can have, like, that dark, like, foreboding evil, like, quiet. Cheese on cheese. Cheese on cheese. Cheese on cheese. Cheese on cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that. Hey, remember that time that he died? <laughs> Ice fishing, too, yeah, with John Lurie. <laughs> oh, oh, anyone that hasn't watched Fishing with John, get to it. Yeah, yeah, I got a uh, double double whammy, uh, Richie rental uh, of Fishing with John and uh, Coffee and Cigarettes not long ago. It's, it's a good time. That's a good double feature. Yeah, the Tom Waits one. Come on, on the river of men. <laughs> Uh, it took a lot for me not to cast Tom Waits as Nicks, by the way. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I used him, like, last week or the week before, so I was trying not to. Yeah. So I landed on Henriksen, but yeah. That'd Waits be good. as Nicks. Yeah. Terror. Uh, last but not least, the uh, is there a collected works of the Harry Damore? There's not a collected works. Because no. I would love to read yeah. more of that character. That, they I only know him from Lord of Illusions. Right. Um... They should release it, though, like in time for Scarlet Gospels. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't. I'll talk to Clive. Yeah, see what you can do. Um, Just let him know I'm up for a handy. Now, played far better than credit was given, I think. Or would have been expected. Yeah, by yeah. Scott Bakula of uh, Quantum Leap fame. <laughs> um, I thought he was really good. Did he ever make that next leap home? <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Yeah, I like Bakula. His performance, these are two completely different movies, but his performance in Lord of Illusions is up there for me with Mark Harmon's performance in Summer School. Okay. Like, they never did anything like it before or since. Right. But they fit so perfectly into those roles that you wish they would have, you know, kind of gone down that path a little further. Sure. 
Yeah. Uh, and I totally bought Bakula as uh, as Harry. Yeah. I thought he was great. But I did recast him. Yeah. My Harry the Moore is... We haven't brought this guy up in a long time. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Ooh, yeah. Right? Isn't he fucking great? Fucking love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Have you seen Magic City? No. It's on Netflix. Both, With Danny both Houston. Seasons. It's him and Danny Houston yeah. as, like, uh, enemies. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, dick pokers. Uh, in, like, 1950s Miami. It's fucking... Yeah. It's, it's great. Aren't they, are they, like, club owners or something? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan's a uh, hotel owner. Mm. And it's when they're starting to bring in uh, casinos and shit. Gotcha. And Houston owns a big stake in the huge hotel that Jeffrey Dean Morgan owns and gets recently released from prison and, like, tries to take over his empire again. And he's just slimy as fuck. And he's trying to get gambling into the hotel and Morgan doesn't want it. And nice. It's great. And it all takes place, like, around the Cuban Missile like type shit. Like, right. A lot of Cuba shit going on. Really good. Really worth it. That's awesome. I've got both seasons on Blu-ray. Yeah. I don't do that with TV shows that much. Yeah. It's on, uh, but it is on Netflix one. still. Right? It is, yeah, yeah. It just came on there not long ago, actually. But yeah, I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And uh, since uh, The Comedian, I thought he was Yeah, he killed phenomenal. that character. Yeah, yeah. Um, All <laughs> facets, facets of that character. Yeah, and then going back even further, when I first saw him in uh, Dead and Breakfast. Did I let you borrow that? No, not yet. It's this indie horror film yeah. uh, musical that he's in. It plays a sheriff. I didn't realize it was a musical as yeah, well. Yeah. Damn. And he's uh, <laughs> really good in it. And then even uh, this, this, uh, back when I was... I've seen P.S. I Love You. Okay. And he's good in it. That's okay. Um, <laughs> damn it. The Losers? Yep. I, I, did, I, did, yep. I did really like The Losers, I did actually. too, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever read it? No, uh-uh. it's quite good. Yeah, I've got I've got the whole run. It's only like four trades. Yeah, but uh, I really like the losers. But yeah, he hasn't done shit in a while. Yeah, uh, that I know of. All right, and I think he would fit great as as Harry Demore. Well, is Magic City is that ongoing? No, it's they went two seasons and oh, got canceled. Okay. That's unfortunately. Uh, then my, my batshit crazy world, uh, which kind of like the Bill Murray, like okay, Nick Cage is Swan, right? Is pushing the envelope. I get it. I think I gave a pretty good uh, pitch for Bill Murray being Nick's. <laughs> sure. I, I would do the same thing in casting uh, Harry Demore with Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. <laughs> I'd like to see him as Harry Demore. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> because he's Jeffrey Combs. End of pitch. Yes, because he's Jeffrey Combs. Huh. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll always root for any opportunity for uh, Combs to get more work. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think you're kind of pushing it with this one. Jeffrey Combs yeah. now, not like not not. Oh, I I figured <laughs> that's even worse. All right. Well, what about Pat Healy? <laughs> sure. Um. All right, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yep. Okay, who do you have? Uh, I went the opposite route of, uh, of Jeffrey Combs and, <laughs> and chose uh, a guy who 
I think has really uh, shook loose the um, the roles of his past and has shown us that he's a fantastic actor who can do real drama. Um, uh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Plus, I'd love to see him in, a, in like a noir type setting. Period. Uh, I mean, come on, Drive is fucking awesome. Drive. Uh, I watched that first like fifteen minutes of Drive. Yeah. So often. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Only God Forgives yet. I haven't either. Um, I've heard mixed reviews it's the same on director, that. Right? Yep. Yeah. Same guy who Nicholas did uh, Winding Riffin. Yep. Same guy who did um, uh, Valhalla Rising. Right, yeah, yeah. Which I've is heard good things about that, really too. really trippy and awesome. It's like um, a Led Zeppelin documentary, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Valhalla, I am coming. Kind of like, uh, I think like a Viking tale starring Mads Mikkelsen, like kind of on acid. I'm in. Yeah, you should be. It's it's fantastic. Um, a hell operator. <laughs> Could you give me number nine? Oh, you guys did a podcast. Uh, what you recasting? <laughs> it might get loud. I was in that movie. My wife plays the drums. She might be my sister, though. I play the guitar. One, two, three, four. Ah! <laughs> She's got big old titties in her VHS porn. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> I yeah, love I that's become an ongoing joke on the show. What, the Meg White porn? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it's great. We've talked about it enough. But Pretty like, much every episode. It's yeah. great because it's not professionally done, mm-hmm. and she has flaws, and I like women with flaws. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry for yelling. Uh, all right, well, there you have it. That's our uh, Dreamcast for Lord of Illusions. Next week, uh, we'll be doing. Uh, we'll be wrapping up the Clive Barker trilogy with Nightbreed, which is going to be tough. And yeah. Probably going to be quite a long list. My issue, uh, my recast will have um, Cronenberg as Decker. I um, respect that, ma'am. I respect that, ma'am. Because I'm going with Jeffrey Combs, <laughs> Nick Cage as Decker. Holy shit! <laughs> He's quiet and reserved, evil. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Just like Nick Cage. Um, uh, something, something. Oh. But uh, special, uh, what do you call it? Like when when you don't uh, win an award, but it's like special achievement or something like uh, second place. No, no. There's <laughs> first, second, third, and then there's like like commendation. Commendation. Okay. I think I, I would love to see uh, Harry played by Sam Rockwell. Yeah, of course. And I know you wouldn't go there because you and I both have certain people that were like, we can't right keep casting these right. people, and he's one of yours. But just just so you know. I, I think that would be great. Yeah. I'm down. So you have a song. <laughs> Wait. Christoph Waltz <laughs> as Butterfield. <laughs> I thought you were going to say as Nick's. I was actually going to kind of be on board. No. No, Butterfield. <laughs> With the gold lame? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Come on. I got to uh, call up your song. You want to talk about it a little bit? Sure. Um, I'll preface this by saying I'm not the biggest Marilyn Manson fan. I mean, I do, I do like him. I like a lot of his work. Um, I think you and I are kind of exactly alike in our in how we feel about Manson. Yeah, like I have his best of on mm-hmm. my iPod, and then a couple of tracks from a couple of other albums. Yep, 
Like, I don't worship at the altar no. of Manson, but I do really dig him. Because you'll probably get some kind of uh, bodily fluid on you if you did, and that's that's no fun. Um, He's no Clive Barker. No. Uh, that's true. <laughs> he, uh, um, if you haven't read his uh, uh, biography, that's fucked up. Um, kind of explains everything. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so when I was a kid, uh, when Manson was first starting to uh, really – uh, make it big and break onto the scene. Um, the uh, video for his cov- cover of Sweet Dreams came out. And uh, I really dug it. I really thought it was really kind of a cool take on the song. But the video scared the shit out of me. Um, keep in mind, at this point, I'm probably like, what, seven, eight years old, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, but uh, as I told Richie, like it scared the shit out of me, but I couldn't let it be known that it scared the shit out of me because I still thought I was super cool. And, uh, I didn't want people to watch me like run screaming from the room Yeah, at the time. Um, but uh, around the same era, Manson kind of popped into my scene mm-hmm. in a way that absolutely, uh, like sexually opened up my brain. Yeah. Uh, to, <laughs> how deep we want to get on this right. on this podcast? But <laughs> so like, deep. The idea of like a little S and M and a little sure, you know, the alternate uh, excitement. Some or, dental you know. hygiene tools could be <laughs> not involved. Necessarily. Uh, not necessarily that, but yeah, I, I would say you know, uh, and I can pinpoint it was his performance on the VMAs when he did the Beautiful People. Oh yeah, uh, and he takes the fucking thing off and he's got the. Fucking, the fucking corset, corset, and the thong, yeah. and and the fucking and he, feather boa, and, and he's and just fucking working it. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. This is like amazing, but like being like a hillbilly, like I'm not supposed to condone a man right. wearing something like right. that. And uh, like that's the moment, like like sexually, like shit opened up for me, where right. I was like, well, why the fuck not? This is badass, and you know. We can get further into that on an episode of Radio Lono, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm 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 with you. In uh, there was a pivotal moment in your life yeah. that Marilyn Manson made an impression yeah. that that mattered, and it wasn't enough to make you like buy every album, sure, but you definitely like what you like. Yeah, like his best of, which I can't remember the name of now. I've got it right in front of me. It's uh, Lest We Forget, the best of Marilyn Manson, uh, is pretty fucking great start to finish. Yeah. Uh, and it's got everything that you would hope they would have on it. I mean, there will never be a time where I hear the beautiful people and don't get at least somewhat pumped up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So but what did you pick? So See, uh, we, have, we have two places that we place this song cinematically. Yeah. Because uh, when you told me that you chose this song, I was like, ah, the opening fucking scene from uh, House on Haunted Hill. I'm going back to Famke Jensen. Right. Uh, it's, so, it's so wonderfully used yeah. in, the, in that scene. And then you pointed out. Uh, Trick or Treat. Which, yeah, yeah, I totally forgot it was used in that. But it's, yeah. uh, again, beautifully used. A great scene. And uh, being the werewolf fan that I am, that is how you do more wolf than man werewolves. Like you don't just have a big wolf because that's a cop out, right? Like you have to have you have to change it up somehow, and I think the design of the werewolves in that flick kind of nailed it. 
I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, even though they're only on screen for like 30 seconds, but still. Sometimes that's all you need. Though. Yeah, yeah. Any more than that. I mean, it was a great twist. I mean, I remember seeing that the first time, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. Definitely. I did not see that coming. So, did you already say what song it is? Uh, well, we're going to do Sweet Dreams to harken back to my tormented childhood. Yeah, so put on your corsets, fellas, and uh, dive right in.
came. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me you too. You sound not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He sure it did. Was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, stop. <laughs> and I sounded like Paul Servino. <laughs> Have you ever seen Repo the Genetic Opera? Yeah. I yeah. really, really like that movie. Yeah. How about Devil's Carnival? That was good. So we have talked about this. Yeah, we have. <laughs> uh, all right, now the background we're going to have is uh, Ghost, their first album. I've talked about them a lot, but they're great. And they're good background music for a horror podcast. I don't know why I didn't play them earlier. <laughs> uh, there's only one bit of business left tonight, and it's for Ian to pitch a movie to me. We put 30 seconds on the clock, and then we add four and a half minutes to that. I didn't catch that at first. (laughs) So you seemed kind of confident about it. Yeah, we put 30 seconds on. Be easier for me. I don't know if you heard my three bears pitch. Three bears. So here's the thing, right? (laughs) There's three beds. (laughs) One of them, not quite right. The other one, also not quite right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay so i'm not that good at <laughs> so the pitch that i the, the the parameters that i gave you were very simple yeah you said you were going to put a twist on them mm-hmm. i said fine i want a uh, be all end all a uh, book of revelation style uh satan has decided to claim the world as his own mm-hmm. and has his armies stockpiled and ready to go uh god is caught off guard and and is scrambling to get his warriors together mm-hmm. and go and that's that's where we are. Yep. So are you ready? I am. Go. All right. So I've uh, got a movie where it's the uh, end times and the uh, the armies of hell are finally organizing and uh, coming together to end the world as we know it. Um. Now. Uh, Lucifer is, uh, of course, the head of the evil forces, and he's going to destroy the earth and overtake heaven is the ultimate plan. Or so you think. The twist here is that... Perfect. There he is. Perfect. That was good timing. Um, That's what we're all about on this podcast. (laughs) Professionalism and good timing. (laughs) Accidental good timing. Um... Now, Lucifer, you find out, isn't that bad of a guy. Like I've been saying. Right. But the reason he's following through with this is because his generals, let's say there are six um, of different divisions of his army, uh, different divisions of hell, uh, different kinds of classes of demons, have been pushing for this for millennia. Um, And it's gotten to the point where Lucifer realizes that if he doesn't do this, um, the generals will overthrow him because combined they are just as powerful, if not more so, than he is. Um, They will overthrow him, and he knows if any of them are in power, then the world will just utterly go to hell. Like, there will be pain and suffering on an unimaginable level. And you have anybody in mind for Satan? uh, Yes, actually. Uh... Because I want some someone who who is a good actor and can convey a range of emotions, but is also 
a beautiful man. Uh, Gary so, Busey. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Bradley Cooper. Oh, okay. Um, and because, you know, he never wanted this role. He never wanted to be the king of hell. He never wanted to be the one who is punishing people for all of eternity for things that he doesn't even think are wrong to begin with. Um, but knowing what he knows about how things will end if someone else comes into power, he goes with it and does it his way. Um, God is caught off guard. Um, and like you said, he's amassing his army to battle uh, the forces of hell. Uh, you never see God. Like We're going to keep that as, as, a, as a trope. Uh, we never Pop see out. the face of God. But he is uh, voiced by Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Um, and uh, Jeremy Irons, uh, right? And the whole thing is, there are no human characters. Like we don't give a fuck about the humans. Like there are, there's no like, oh, this is going on, but there's a b, there's a b story of a, you know, of a love story of this couple who's trying to make it through or some bullshit like that. Like the humans are fodder. They are a set piece. Um, and the ultimate twist being also that. That Lucifer doesn't want to end the world, but uh, instead of destroying the Earth, which mostly ends up happening anyway, just as collateral damage from the war to follow, mm-hmm. um, he takes over heaven, uh, kills God. Uh, I'm not sure how yet, um, but think like a very. I don't want to rip off uh, preacher too much. But basically, just he kills God and takes his place, and you have a feeling that he's actually going to do a better job, because the whole time we're not painting God as the villain, but we're going to paint him as kind of like a creator who's lost touch mm-hmm. and who doesn't care the way that he should. Um, uh, there will probably be a very like grand uh, speech by Lucifer. One minute, okay, uh, by Lucifer um, to God, basically calling him out on his shit. And being like, this is unacceptable. You know, you say you love us all, that you let this shit happen. You left me in hell to rule over the people that you have condemned. Um, and uh, I would almost like to see uh, this movie as like a, a side, uh, like an offshoot of. Uh, um, shit. Uh, hang on. Pausing your time. Okay. Of uh, Devil's Advocate. With Pacino still playing oh. Lucifer, <laughs> and just going without shit. Keanu. Right. I, just, I love his portrayal of, oh, of yeah. Lucifer in that movie. It's one of the best, I think. Um, but yeah, because um, you, you mentioned monologue to God about, and I'm just thinking of that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Final monologue that Pacino is just going ape shit. Yeah. Who can deny? Twentieth <laughs> century's been on me. Uh, um, That's sick. Fuck! <laughs> Fucking love that movie. Laughing his ass off! And his daughter's wicked hot, too. So. Yes. Um, but yeah, so uh, has that conflict, um, kills God, takes over. Um, and you're not really left with a um, feeling of hope so much. Like, hope isn't the right word, but you feel as though things may actually even be better than they were, though. Um, because... You know, this this uh, being who's been, for all intents and purposes, wrongly persecuted and, and wrongly punished, um, who has been proudly sympathizing with the humans more than God ever has, 
is now running the show. And uh, um, as he kills God, of course, his generals are all like up in arms like, yeah, we've, we've done it. And then he takes the throne of power and sends the angel to dispatch the generals. And then they kind of become one and the same. Like the, the leftover army kind of becomes a part of uh, the heavenly host. And uh, we move on from there. Do you have a... Uh... Nope. <laughs> if you ask me for a title, I don't have one. <laughs> Do you have a poster in mind? Because that's what's really going to sell it. Because we're probably going to pitch it at can. Right. And if we've learned anything from Francis Ford Coppola and the Cotton Club, well, really Robert Evans and the Cotton Club, right? All we need is a kick-ass poster design, right? Yeah, I mean, if I can just put like quotes and then have laurels on them, then we've got funding, and we we've got a movie. <laughs> Well, I like it. Yeah. It's no uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Right. It's true. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what is? So who, who do you have? Okay, so Jeremy Irons is the voice of God. Yes. And you have Bradley Cooper as Satan. Mm-hmm. Who are some uh, so those, like supporting actors in their roles? Um, We could have... I mean, because again, there's no human characters. Um, you, you know, again, the, the Earth is kind of fucked. Um, a lot of it gets destroyed just in the ensuing battle. Um, for characters, I don't know. Um, let's see Rosario Dawson as the uh, female general, who's kind of, of course, the seductress, the uh, the um, the lustful uh, uh, demon. Um, trying to think because you know you got to incorporate like Michael and uh, some of the bigger names of the archangels. Um, again, like everyone has to be like super attractive, right? Maybe like uh, Tom Hiddleston as Michael, um, if he could beef up just a little bit. Um, Would you have like a messenger playing Metatron? Sure, I certainly could. <laughs> um, Is that what you want? Sure, yeah. Um, who would you have play Metatron? Play Metatron? Um, Alan Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> no doubtles. Uh, that movie's kind of unwatchable now. Um, <laughs> which is upsetting because I loved it so much for so long. Yeah, I feel you. Um, who would I, who would I cast as Metatron in this epic end of days, uh, film? Of yours. Yeah. Dick Miller. <laughs> Dick Miller is Metatron. In okay. Piranha. <laughs> I don't know. That's a really that would be a really good character. Yeah. Ron Perlman can play a demon general as well. Really any like gruff character who has prosthetic makeup could be played by Ron Perlman, I'm pretty sure. I'd like to see and I'm stealing from your playbook here. Okay. I'd like to see uh, Sam Rockwell play Metatron as Chuck Barris. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then we're all good here. Does he dance a little jig when he talks? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Obviously. Puts on a bunch of hats. Right. <laughs> Fuck, I love that movie. <laughs> mean jeans in the background because reasons. 
Gene, Gene, the dancing machine. Have you ever gone on, have you fallen down that YouTube rabbit hole of the gong show? No. Do it. It's so great. You get, like, you refresh how, your appreciation for, for uh, Rockwell. Okay. And his performance as Barris. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, we're going to go out on a different song this week. I think I've played this at least on Radio Lono. Well, well, hold on now. Yeah. Would you would you fund and or watch that movie? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that went without saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'll fund and or watch that movie. All right. My friend. <laughs> Good times. End Can we times. find a spot for uh, Angus Scrim? <laughs> huh. That's a tough one. Um, I actually would have had the guy from... Uh, <laughs> um, fucking... Uh, Gwar. If you hadn't... Oh, <laughs> Dave Brock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Angus Grimm could be uh, Metatron. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. That's right. You think... Oh, that's another one that's... that's uh, we belong to that special phantasm. Yeah. When Ravager comes out. Okay. I'm we, down. Need, we need to watch Ravager okay. together. Maybe do a streamo on it. Yep. And then do all five. Sounds good. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to find out something that scares the care about uh, Ravager. Yeah. So I keep, I mean, Coscarelli keeps posting shit, but he doesn't say anything about, you know, when it's coming out or where. Or... Have you met Scrim? No, I never have. No. He was at a con that I went to. Uh, back when I used to go to Horror Find, one year, oh, one year, uh, they did a uh, Bubba Hotep slash Phantasm thing. Nice. Where one room was Don Coscarelli, Bruce Campbell, and Angus Scrimm. Mm-hmm. But the year before, I had met Bruce Campbell and was not too happy about how it went. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you've said like briefly. It wasn't so much really his. Yeah. It wasn't his fault. It was his handlers more yeah, than anything. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It was very much a uh, like a clockwork machine. Yeah, where, like you would meet the first person handler, one of five, and right. you know they would give you a post-it note, and then the second person would put that post-it note on the book that you had to buy. Yeah, and then the third person would ask your name and then write it on the post-it, so you didn't even have time. For him to be like, well, what's your name? Like, it's right. just right. It was... That's I fucked did up. did not enjoy it. I would love to meet him now. We've talked about this. Right. But my love of Phantasm uh, wasn't where it is now. Gotcha. At the time. And to wait in that line, because everyone was there to meet Bruce. Of course. If they had just had Don and Angus separately, no question I would have gone through. Sure. But it was like a six-hour wait. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, no. and like, you had to buy another... Bruce Campbell book and go through all that fucking Wait, so he wouldn't you couldn't even have him sign your own shit you could but but as a prerequisite you had to buy uh, make love the Bruce Campbell way so not even the good one yeah <laughs> that was awesome. when I met him <laughs> it was the good one <sighs> anyway anyway that's all water under the bridge um, <laughs> no hard feelings Bruce <laughs> yeah we know you're listening you're out of the cunt castle you and Guillermo um, but yeah I mean uh I've, I've, I've played this before, uh, I'm pretty sure. I like to play it because it fools people, because it's a great song, and it also happens to be a wrestler's theme song. Okay. 
a guy named Bray Wyatt, who is awesome. I, you, you're not a wrestling guy, right? Not really. I'm not really anymore. Yeah. Like I have friends around me who are still keep up with it. Yeah. And uh, like Ben and Steven. Yeah. A, a lot of people. Anyone that knows me knows that Roddy Piper is like a hero. Oh, man. absolutely. Uh, which I know sounds ridiculous, but he fucking taught me not to get my ass kicked as a fat kid in school and to be able to like use my fucking words and humor right. to get out of shit and you know Re- real quick if yeah. i can interject Please. um i think i may have talked to you about this before i don't remember if, if it was on uh on a show or not but uh saints row four uh, the video game yeah uh you play a guy who was like a gang leader blah 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 and through ridiculous circumstance you're now the president okay just just go with it your vp is keith david and there's the sequence in it where um, uh, you, like, go into the, the mind of Keith David because he's wronged you or whatever. And you, you're basically trying to find him and kick his ass to find out, like, why he betrayed you, all that. And there's this part with Roddy Piper where they have, like, a five-minute fight scene. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just, like, the best homage to They Live, like, that, especially that part of They Live that you could ever hope for. Nice. For for that alone, I think you would yeah, you would awesome. enjoy the game. Well, that's like someone tried to pitch a video game to me. Uh, it's one of the war games. I don't remember which one, but okay. there's a side mission where George Romero is in it. Oh, and Danny Trejo. Yeah, and, it's uh, uh, one of the Call of Duty yeah. games, and one of the modes is like a zombie mode. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's great. What I've yeah. seen of that is great. Yeah, I love uh, when stuff like that happens in games. Yeah. It wasn't enough for me to get it, but, no. you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so they keep me posted, my friends, uh, you know, Stephen and, and Ben and Will yeah. and Rob. A lot of a lot of my friends are still into wrestling. Um, so it's normally like, hey, Roddy Piper showed up on Raw this week. Yeah. So then I'll YouTube it, and I'll see Roddy Piper get his ass kicked. Yeah. And then, you know, that's it. Um, but Ben had started telling me about this guy named Bray Wyatt. He was like, dude, you're going to really like this dude if you just would watch. Just, I'm like, he's a new guy. I don't like any <laughs> of the fucking new people. This guy's great. He's a chunky, bearded. He looks kind of like Noah, our friend Noah. Okay. Uh, but his gimmick is that he's this like uh, swampland Florida like <laughs> okay. uh, cult leader. Oh, cult leader. Type wow, guy. okay. Yeah. And he, he's, his fashion is like out of... Uh, like Max Cady from Cape Fear. It's like Hawaiian shirts and like white pants and like a straw That's fedora. Awesome. He's amazing. And uh, he really is amazing. His character is great. Any old school wrestling fans will know that when I say this, he's the son of, uh, um, oh, why can't I, uh, Mike Rotunda, who went on to gain fame as, in a, as a horrible character named IRS <laughs> in the WWE in the 80s and 90s. Um, but Mike Rotunda was from the Varsity Club in the NWA with uh, Rick Steiner and okay, and uh, Kevin Sullivan was their manager, who was very much an occult type uh, manager. So Bray, anyway, it's great. You should look him up. But <laughs> I've fooled so many people. I've just played this song and said, you know, what do you think of this song without any setup? And every single person, even if they hate wrestling, they're like, it's a really good fucking song. Oh, well, it's an entrance song to for a fucking wrestler. God damn it, really? <laughs> uh, but it's also a really kind of freaky song that I think fits well for our podcast. Now, is it as good as Stand Back? <laughs> no, nothing is as good as Stand Back. Um, I will say this in its defense. It wasn't um, 
It wasn't written or recorded as a wrestling theme song. Okay. It's a guy named Mark Crozar who's with a band called The Rells. Okay. And uh, Bray heard this song and was like, I want that to be my entrance music. Yeah. So they struck a deal with with him and WWE. Uh, anyway, um, that'll be what plays us out. It's called Live in Fear. It's Bray Wyatt's theme song. And it's fucking phenomenal. It's a great late night dirt road blasting nice. uh, song if you want to kind of freak yourself out a little bit <laughs> or have like a kick-ass theme song uh anyway uh so yeah we'll we'll be right back here next week and um send us uh requests if you have like because i would like to not only cover franchises but i would like to start fielding questions uh that you guys might want to know about what are some of our favorite guilty pleasure horror films okay uh, yeah, like horror from the eighties. Uh, what are some of our favorite Italian? You know, stuff like that. Sure, specific stuff that I don't want to bring up myself. I'd rather be <laughs> answering it for someone else. I'm talking to you. Uh, what's the guy's name from Skype? From Skype? <laughs> yeah, the the fan that we have. Oh, uh, Robbie Plank. Robbie, yeah. yeah. Uh, we belong deadpod at gmail dot com. Uh, send us your criticisms, your feedback. Leave us an iTunes review. I've been hearing a lot of podcasts say that recently. Yeah. I, I guess it matters. I don't know. If I got an iTunes review uh, for We Belong Dead, it would thrill me for weeks. And sure. I would not shut up about it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, send any questions or critiques or anything like that to WeBelongDeadPod at gmail.com. Uh, I am on uh, everything now, <laughs> including this thing called Periscope. Right. Have you heard about this? Yeah, it's like the live... It's kind of cool. Yeah. I've got it on my iPod, and uh, like this morning at 8 a.m., an alarm went off to let me know that Nick Frost was broadcasting live. Oh, nice. And it's just him like pointing his phone out his window as these people like inflate like a bouncy house. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching Nick Frost live. Right. Watching this. It was kind of cool. So, yeah, you can like, and it's tied into Twitter, so you don't have to sign up or anything. You just sign in with your Twitter oh, okay. handle, and then uh, I don't know how people follow you or anything like that, but maybe it'll be something we incorporate soon. But if you follow me on Twitter, it's at Lono Saves. On Periscope, it's the same thing. Uh, I'm on Facebook. We got uh, dispatches, groups on Facebook, weirdochurch.com. Everything's there. Um, Instagram, I'm Lono Mojo. Lono Mojo or Mojo Lono. Mojo Lono. I, I can never remember. It's all on weirdochurch.com and weirdochurch.tumblr.com, which uh, is Ben's new baby, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's He's pretty put great. put a lot of work into it, and it's uh, uh, coming together really nicely. Uh, I also have a personal Tumblr that I rarely check, but I'm going to try <laughs> to get better at that. Uh, lonosaves.tumblr.com. Where are you at all over the place, Ian? Uh, let's see. Instagram and Twitter. I'm IMM1987. I'm on Facebook. Uh, find me on richcast.com. Um, you guys are still doing that? We are still doing that. Um, coming up on our 100th episode. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, coming up on our 10th. Oh, wow. <laughs> for, the, for the 7th time? No, no, ours. For we oh, our 10th. Oh, okay. Me and the, you. Uh, oh, no. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Come dispatches. On, Clive's Meaty Cock. That's my pet name for Ian. Oh, Yeah, people are going to wonder at the con. That's adorable. When I'm like yelling across the bar. Hey, Clive's Meaty Cock! Did you want... Some large bearded man answer. just comes comes strolling by. Hey, what's up, guy? What's up, guy? Chuck, this is my friend Clive's Meaty Cock. <laughs> I mean, we can do that. I'm totally fine. <laughs> 
and I'm I'm hoping to meet a friend there. And if she comes up and hears that, and I come running. I think she'll be really confused. Oh, you're gonna meet a friend there? Like, maybe. Really? Yeah, oh, maybe. Right yeah. Anyone I know? Uh, no, friend from college. Anyone I'd like to know? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need to talk me up. You have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be greedy. <laughs> Actually, there's this girl that I met online. This is, again, probably re- revealing way too much about myself. This girl I met online that I started kind of having this playful, like, uh, mistress-style relationship online, just goofing around, who uh, I started talking. Or, no, she was listening. She started listening to the podcast. Oh, nice. And sent me a message. was like, I was at Scares That Care last year. I'm probably going to go this year. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um... We'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just so, put a sock on the door. Yeah, something. Something will have to happen. But who knows? Uh, that's it for this week. We're going to go out with Mark Crozar and the Rails. The Rails, R-E-L-S. Uh, be sure to keep listening, and please give us a little feedback, and share us around on Facebook and Twitter. It's one button, guys. I'm not asking that much. <laughs> I'm not asking you to write a fucking essay. Just hit share. Yeah. That's all it is. If you like us. Sure. If you don't like us, let us know. and let it Give us some... I know I don't take critiques very well, but they tend to make for good podcasting when I go ape shit on them. If you have, if you have any critiques, put in the subject line for Ian's eyes only. Yeah. And, and then uh, he'll, he'll softly break it to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, as always, it's been a great time. And uh, also, as always, let's... Uh, Never forget to raise a glass uh, to a new world of gods and monsters. Mm-hmm.